0: She's got this rubber pig that sings. She's just raising it <laughs> up and down in front of me. Come here. Oh, you look so pretty
1: today. Hey, Grayson, you look so pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: How you doing, hun? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Calabunga!
0: Calabunga dudes and dudettes, welcome back to another episode of the Turtle Flakes Podcast. I am your co-host today, Josh Urk, and with me, as always, is my adoring... Little brother from another... I almost... I don't know. Never mind. It's Rob. <laughs> Rob is here. Yay. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Wow. You know, I am so surprised. I, I asked Josh a minute ago. I said, hey, man, you want to take us in? And I was so used to him saying no. Uh, He said, yeah. He's always keeping me on my toes, man.
0: Yeah, I do what I can. I do what I can. I yeah. keep it fresh. Now I I won't do it for another year. So. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, episode uh, 140. That's when you'll do it again. That's, I know.
0: Every 70 episodes, <laughs> I got to lead it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, it. Just come every once every couple of years,
1: so. right? Right. It's like a Bizarro episode already. I know, right? Yeah, we got
0: <laughs> we got a lot going on this episode. So, boy, we do. We do. We've got um, 70, 70 is a milestone. You know, it's seventy episodes. Who knew yeah. we were going to make it that long? You know.
1: Ah, uh, you are right. You are right. Because uh, I'll never forget when I first started. I was like, man, I don't know if there's going to be enough to talk about.
0: Done in one. Yep. <laughs> Done in one.
1: Right, I, that's what I thought. You know, I was like, I just don't know. And then knowing me and how long-winded I am and how much turtle stuff there is out there, man, we could probably talk about this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, no kidding. We probably will be.
0: We probably, yeah, yeah. I would give us like, I, I, I would give us like another 10 years probably doing this and then we're just both kind of like, yeah.
1: <laughs> we're never going to cover it all. Yeah, we're,
0: we're, we're done, aren't we? We just, <laughs> just kind of had our inception moment and that top never fell, you know, so it's just... <laughs> Time to go.
1: (laughs) Time to go, yep. Well, uh, yeah, today, like Josh said, we got a huge episode lined up because, well, first of all, we're back to the, you know, modern era. We're back to right here, right now, what's happening in the Ninja Turtles universe. Uh, So speaking of universe, we'll be covering issue six. Yay! And and this is kind of, yeah, Josh loved issue six. We're going to get into that.
0: This is my favorite issue so far, man. Yep.
1: No kidding. I I can't wait to talk about that because... I liked five a lot. I really did. So, and unfortunately, we didn't get to review that one, but we'll talk about it later. And here's you know, here's the creepy part. So we're covering Universe Six, and we're also covering IDW issue sixty-six. Yeah. So we've got the whole free six, you know, the six six six
0: oh, number there. crap! But, I didn't even. Think I know. Like that I know. Much.
1: So that we're gonna end on we're gonna end on episode seventy. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. We're done. Something will happen to us this week. Um. But yeah. Uh. So another great issue we're gonna be talking about there and. And before I get too far ahead of myself, as we're recording this, it is February 4th. And this week in Ninja Turtle history, actually on, looks like February 8th, the 2003 cartoon debuted. And it ran all the way to 2010. Uh, and of course they had the um, spinoff series, or I guess it wouldn't be spinoffs, uh, just c- kind of parts of the series where it was fast forward and then back to yeah. the sewers. So yeah, a huge, huge run from a great cartoon, and it all started... Oh, about what is it? 14 years ago.
0: Oh man, jeez, yeah.
1: a long time. 14 years ago, I, I remember. I remember being hyped up. Like I remember with the the um the commercials for it. Like, oh, stay tuned. And I was telling all my friends in high school, Hey, man, I'm gonna watch. it. You guys watching? They're like, huh, you still watch cartoons? <laughs>
0: yeah, <act laughs> but they like, were watching. Act like you didn't watch cartoons when you were a kid. Just right, teenagers exactly. we see anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we showed them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Living yeah, now, now look at
1: us. Yeah, we got our own podcast. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, oh, all right. Oh, you got a lot. million dollars. Yeah, Not fair enough.
0: Man, see, I never knew of. I never saw any advertisements for the 2003 series at all. I remember just walking like through Kmart one day and seeing a Ninja Turtle toys, new ones. And I'm thinking, whoa, what are these? And I picked one up, and I was like, oh, it looks cool, and I put it back down, and then I didn't buy any. <laughs> And because I was, I, oh man, I think in 2003 I was. So I wasn't yeah. when I was 20. I was not going to buy toys just because I I was trying to be cool. I guess I don't know. So yeah. it's, and Now that you're in your 30s. You're just like, give me more. Screw it. I'm going to buy them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's. I think the older we get, the less we care about what people think of us.
0: Yeah. It's just the only thing I kind of care about right now is can I afford it? You know. So.
1: I know the struggle's real there. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, I mean, I kind of I I wanted to write an article. Uh, and I probably will, but I wanted to write an article about what I thought of, like, the dark side of collecting, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, uh, some people actually equate collecting, uh, whatever it is you collect—bottle caps, action figures, movies, comics, whatever. When you get that new figure, new old figure that you've been waiting for and looking for for a long time, when you uh, when you unpackage it or hang it up or do whatever your display or play with it, the high that you get is like the equivalent of a heroin hit. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then it made me start thinking about, well, that could possibly be true, but how many things get compared to heroin? It's not collecting action <laughs> figures that is, like, doing a syringe full of, you know, whatever's finest, wherever you get it. But I was kind of thinking about, like, just just, uh, just kind of the negative effects of, like, collecting and what could happen and just, like, how it makes you feel.
1: Oh sure, I mean yeah. you, you think about it. I, I guess you know just just investing that much money into something just to complete your collection that yeah. that's a well, let's face it, the Ninja Turtles. My goodness, you could spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know you're you're not going to rest having only half a collection.
0: Exactly. And, you know yeah. if,
1: if you're a complete completionist, you're going to want to finish it all, and that's a huge investment of money.
0: Yeah, it was like last night. I kind of decided I I canceled like every pre order I had for like new figures because I was looking at it and I was like. It's just too expensive, and <laughs> I was looking at some of the figures that I have now, like the NECA Arcade Turtles, the black and white turtles. Oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have them, and I'm and I'm so happy that I got them, and they're displayed. They look amazing. But I was just thinking to myself, man, I just feel bad spending that kind of money, you know, and sure. it just makes me feel bad. And that's not what the that's not what you know our fandom is about. It's about just enjoying. What you really love, and I was like, "Well, what what is it about turtle action figures that I absolutely love?" It's like, "Well, it's gonna go. It's that first line of figures. So, like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna start collecting. Is like, I'm gonna get every Ninja Turtle figure from the '87 Playmates. Ah,
1: oh, awesome. No, awesome. no
0: variants though. Well, very few variants, just because, like, I just don't see the need to have like the astronaut Ninja Turtles, where they're just all astronauts with a different head." <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. I don't really see the need to that, but, like, the movie Star Turtles, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of figured out how much it would cost for me to buy all the figures on Amazon yesterday, and it would be around, like, 900 to to $1,000. That's really not
1: bad. I actually and, thought it would be more than that.
0: Yeah, I know. For like, And most of them are still in box because I don't care about accessories. Except there's a few figures that you have to have accessories for, like Scumbug or Baxter Stockman or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: if they're they're good accessories, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, like Baxter Stockman's a great example because he's got the wings and the arms that come out of his back. You know, you you, you need those. But I I was thinking, it's like the figures that I would have to get, there's like 35 figures for about Mm $1,000. Most of them still in box. And to be fair, it's Amazon, so they're not the cheapest option. So I just that was just that was the app I saw. I was like, "I'll go on Amazon and look at it," and I was like i could I could swing a thousand dollars, you know, just like save up for a little while, and then like kind of yeah. what I thought was like every paycheck get one figure, and I, was and like, the, and, I mean
1: let, let's face that, that's not going to break the bank. you know every right. paycheck one figure that's like just one little treat for yourself
0: <laughs> exactly yeah and and that's what I think collecting should be is like you form a plan, you figure out what you want, you figure out what makes you happy. Yeah, and and I shouldn't say. You know what I should say is like, there's three figures that are incredibly rare. That that's what tax returns are for. There's like scratch the cat, hot <laughs> spot, and Shogun Shota. Shota is a character who's like this giant snake dude, I guess, or some kind of lizard, kung fu lizard dude. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna get those, but whatever. <laughs> but it should be about something that you enjoy. You know, you shouldn't feel bad about what you're doing.
1: Oh, absolutely. That, well, that's my thing. Like, right now, my wife and I, we're saving because of, uh, we're about to move. Uh, and for me, I'm keeping mine real, real small right now. Like, I would like to start real small with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magazine. Um, yeah. You can get each issue. And they went seasonally. So there was only four issues a year. Each issue on eBay for, like, 10 bucks. So as far as turtle collecting, that's that's where I'm going to start. I want to finish that first. And then I'm a lot like you. I, I have a special kind of nostalgia for the original toy line. Yeah. And, I, and I, I do like some of the variant, variants, but only the, really the ones that I grew up seeing that I yeah. didn't have. You know, so, some of the ones my friends had. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever have all the, the original line just because, first of all, I don't know where I would put them all.
0: Exactly, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, in my house... I'm gonna have a, a a game room slash. We might have to put my son's crib in there too. So yeah. there's not much room in there, <laughs> you know, So, yeah.
0: and you know, there's so many doubles in that first series where it's just so many different Donatellos. You no, know, <laughs> I,
1: no kidding, no kidding, no kidding. So
0: I'm just gonna
1: get the ones I like. You know, just kind of that stand out to me. But that yeah. that's years down the road. I, I think right now I'm gonna kind of mainly focus on first T TMNT magazine. And then maybe the original, all the original Mirage and Archie run. I'd like to complete all those because I've only got about half of the Mirage comics and probably about three quarters of the Archie comics. So I'd like to finish those first, and then I'm going to get into the classic toys.
0: Yeah, that's why I just stuck to the graphic novels, the reprints that IDW is doing, just because it's just easier. It's cheaper in the long run.
1: And you get the story, and that really,
0: to me, that's all that really matters. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got, like, 50 issues of the Archie series. You might as well finish that off, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's the only reason. Like, I would, if if it were, you know, if I didn't have any of it, I'd probably just invest in the collections because it's easier, you know? Yeah. Since I have most of them and I got a steal on and the majority of them, I, I'm just going to finish it off. And, and it's cool because I've got one of those giant boxes you've almost the entire box. thing. Yep. Yeah, one of the long ones. Almost the entire thing is Archie stuff that's so. awesome
0: that is you know what i when you showed that on facebook i was i, I was honestly jealous of that i was like oh. <laughs> well that come would, on over man that would be so cool just to have a giant long box full of just one complete run of any series of comics but my question to you though is are you going to get the Mutanimals comics because that's a side series to the archie turtles book
1: yes yes i love the Mutanimals. animals i'm a sucker Mutanimals. for the mutant animals
0: yeah
1: once <laughs> they come back
0: I'm totally gonna write a mutant animal story one day. I I'd really want to. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I wish
1: that'd be awesome. I wish yeah. they'd come back, but but you know, speaking of um, you know, purchases and stuff, have you gotten any turtle pickups over the last week or two?
0: Uh, you know, not really. I've been kinda just kind of laying low on stuff, just kind of figuring out. I've been figuring out what I want to do. Really, uh, I have I have a couple of purchases that I'm going to talk about and Josh's radical recommendations, but Sweet. in terms of Turtles, no, not really, just because I just wanted to figure out where I was going to go next. So
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's wise plan, my friend. Well, for me, I- I've not gotten a lot of pips over the last week, but uh, what blew my mind was I got a surprise gift from a good friend of mine named uh, Willie. Uh, he's William Culver and he actually he's a part of the Retro Junkies Network Um, huge huge arcade buff he's got a a lot of great podcasts they're all family friendly and and they're all on the network I think Arcade USA uh, ColecoVisions podcast I know he does about six others but he sent me uh, a box full of stuff and the two (laughs) Turtles related things were um, I got this awesome like look at Cake Topper it's got like uh, the four turtles peeking uh, through a manhole cover and then I got what I'm really, really super stoked about is, um, do you remember the 1989 Konami game, the one that was kind of had that cool green shape, the handheld one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I my... I used to have one of those. Yeah. Did you? Oh, see, I never did, but my friend did, and uh, I always thought it was so cool looking because yeah. it's got the uh, artwork from the original game on it. Yeah. And uh, I just put the batteries in, and I'm going to fire this up live on the show. So. Oh man. Hopefully it works, Let's and if hear it doesn't, nostalgia. yeah. And if it doesn't, I will edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You hear that? Here, let me put some sound on.
0: You oh, hear that? Yeah. There we
1: go. <laughs> oh, I died already. That's it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, those those old hand, the Konami and Tiger Electronics handheld games were just. Looking back, they were just the worst. <laughs> you know, if you ever wanted to buy a game purely for the box art those were oh, the things to get.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, you know, it was Konami, so Konami did a pretty good job with uh, some of their handhelds, but some of those other ones, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I fell into the trap a couple of times. Like, I had that Ninja Turtles one, I had the Ninja Aiden one from Tiger, and I had a Battletoads one. And oh, gosh. Somehow the Battletoads one was actually a lot easier than the Nintendo game, but it was still terrible.
1: So, <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally stoked. And uh, Willie, if you're listening, uh, thank you so much, man. And I, and I'll be sure to reach out to him. I just got it yesterday. And I've not even gotten a chance to to reach out to him yet. But that's really cool. Yeah, uh, super stoked about it. That'll that'll look great on the shelf. Mm-hmm. As far as turtle news, I will rattle this off real quick. Uh, thanks to our good buddy and uh, soon-to-be guest, Thaddeus Manning. He sent us a whole bunch of stuff, and a lot of it's toy news, so I will get to it here. First off, uh, now available on Amazon for 30 bucks is the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sewer play set, the the Lego version of it, or I guess the mm. Mega Bloks version, um, for $30. I don't know if it's on sale, but that seems pretty cheap for a Lego
0: set. They do run pretty cheap. They're not that expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of Mega
0: Bloks sets, so they're nice. pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And, and and another really cool thing uh from Ammon is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Wave 1 Shredder 3-inch vinyl mini figure. All right, that's a mouthful. That is a he mouthful, looks awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going for uh I don't see a price. I don't know what he's going for, but since he's a mini, I don't think he'd be more than 10 to 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but it, that looks awesome. And then he showed me, uh, now available on Amazon, the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mega Block movie rooftop battle playset with Razar and Raphael. Oh, cool. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, As par- uh, another toy figure that he uh, brought up was the Dark Turtles. Looks like the Super Shredder is available now.
0: Yeah, it's been available for a little bit now, yeah. it was a tar- I think it was a Target exclusive for a little bit, and now, now you can buy it everywhere.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. And then, heck, um, actually, as we're recording this, it'll already be out, but tomorrow, February 5th, which is actually my sister's birthday, new episodes of the Nickelodeon TMNT animated series will be starting back up. So uh, by the time you listen to this, it's already out, so maybe you can find it on demand or something like that. So go check it out. That'll be uh, season four, or season...
0: Yes, season four.
1: Yeah, season four. The second half of it, I think? Uh,
0: Yeah, like the last third or something like that. They split it up into thirds, so...
1: I got you. I got you. So yeah, go check that out. It's good stuff. And uh, the last two things that Thaddeus uh, brought up was that this week was Renee Jacobs' birthday. Apparently, it's February first. Yeah. And I didn't get an age, but uh, you, you, but hey, you don't great. ask
0: you don't ask a girl that. You don't nope. ask. Nope.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. See, see, Josh knows. He's smart.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not smart. I had to find out the hard way. You know, Uh yeah, learn, learn from Yeah. <laughs>
1: think that is it that is all i could find today i do apologize you know it was my fault that this news is a little bit dated because last week because we had some crazy things going on with the house and the transition and everything um, unfortunately we weren't able to record so i do apologize for the the little mini break there but i'll try not to do that very often this year so (laughs)
0: it's already happened (laughs) twice
1: (laughs) yeah in one month (laughs) maybe we should just go to bi-weekly maybe it's easier (laughs) maybe yeah you know that's We'll we'll talk about that. Guys, I mean... Especially
0: with you getting ready to move, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Probably. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, I'd love to have some episodes in the bank so I could just release them, but I just don't know if I can do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you know, we've got those two episodes where we did not talk about turtles at all. Oh, yeah. You have our impromptu Resident Evil podcast. You have...
1: Oh, gosh, I forgot all about that. I hope I can find that. Yeah. That's got to be somewhere. There's a
0: couple of them. So you got, like, if you go biweekly, weekly that's a month's worth of shows right there. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Waterfalls are the wacky water games you fill up, then play
2: all day.
1: So, for this week's Radical Relic, I didn't go by Brian's list today, um, I kind of forgot to look at it, <laughs> <laughs> but what, one thing that was on the top of my mind, I was like, hmm, Radical Relics, oh, I know one, and it's one just like this Konami handheld I never had, but my my buddy Scott had, and I thought it was the coolest thing, and I played over his house all the time." <laughs> was the um, – hey, pull it up. I want to get the name right. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Sewer sewer Ball Waterfalls Milton Bradley playset. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you remember this? It was literally like a playset that had the four turtles on it, two basketball nets.
0: You filled it with water at the top, and there were two pumps on either side. I remember those type of games. I never saw a Ninja Turtle one. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? No Yeah, way. I mean,
0: well, I mean, they had him for everything, but I remember those those games always seemed like a waste of time. Oh! I was so horrible <laughs> at him, I was like, I don't even try, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, there was no strategy, and most of the time, I just kind of tilt the thing until the ball went who Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, I yeah, I scored. You hold
0: him upside down, and then you hurry up and quick, just put it right side up, and it's like, got it, I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it it was great. It was great. Like, I remember playing it quite a bit and just, just loving just the way it looked. I mean, I I wouldn't care to play it at all, but the way it looks <laughs> pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, they've got, like, a even a little score thing. So maybe I could – I guess you could compete with somebody else, like, you know. Although it would be really cramped, you know, you holding one side and the other. People that other had side.
0: that didn't have friends. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, you know, and then they – so you had teams. You had Mikey and Donatello. Mm-hmm. And you had Leonardo and Raph, and they had these little score things, you know, like these little knobs that look like a hand of a clock. Yeah. And you'd you'd adjust them all the way up to, I guess, point number twenty. So my question to you was this: Who would win? Would it be Mikey and Don, or would it be Leo and Raph?
0: You know, it's always Mikey that end up that end up winning because you know they they really play up those two teams in the new cartoon, where it's like you got the A team and the A minus team. It's always it's always like the guy that's just so willing to make a an idiot of himself, and the smart dude who always come out on top. Well, you know that you know
1: uh, Leonardo and Raph, they're going to fight. You know Leo's going to try to come up with a strategy, yeah. and Raph's going to be so bullheaded he's going to charge through and foul everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know, and Donnie he knows they're going to do that, and Mikey he's just wanting to play. So mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Uh, my money my money's on Mikey and Donnie there for sure. That's it. But you know, one thing that blew my mind was these are not cheap. I-, I was going on eBay to just see how much they run. Yeah. And I was hoping, oh man, if it's like you know five, ten bucks, I'll pick one up. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, loose, they I saw roll for about you know $50, 60 bucks. Oh, gee, no. And I only saw one inbox for seventy bucks. Oh and god! I said that, I can't afford that.
0: Seventy bucks for something that's just a can of water with a couple of plastic balls in it. You're killing the segment. Yeah, I know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot.
1: So, <laughs> meanwhile, no, I was no. just
0: talking about buying old plastic action figures that probably thirty to sixty bucks in there someplace. <laughs> oh man, oh,
1: I, I hear you, buddy. Well, you know, my thing, like, I, if I had the money, I'm really kind of obsessed with like some of
0: this obscure stuff. Yeah,
1: because right? like, if if I remember it from my childhood, I want it. You
0: know, <laughs> you know, like, you know that there's a guy out there, a guy or girl out there that just collects these games. You know, yeah, yeah. And well, they, they they look neat on a little
1: table or something like that. Just some random stuff. I would, sadly, I would get the cookie cutters. I would get the sneaker snappers. I'd, I'd get them all.
0: You know, I, I'm willing to bet too that my kids would love those too. Especially my my younger kids, they would yeah. just adore those things. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man.
0: So, welcome back to another Josh's Radical Recommendations. I've actually got two recommendations for our listeners today to try out. Uh, not In this segment, I like to kind of shine the light on stuff that's not turtle-related because as much as Rob and I love the turtles, they're not exactly everything that we really think about all the time. you know. So, sure, sure. B- so, believe it or not, this might be a little sacrilegious, but I'm going to talk about Power <laughs> Rangers right now.
1: Oh, so, awesome. Awesome. So, See, I'm a big Power Rangers guy.
0: There was a lot of great talents working on it, and still throughout this day. I mean, this show's still going on 23, 25 years later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of talent within the entire TV show. But what I wanted to talk about today. One of the things, real quickly, is a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book that's uh, put out by Boom Studios. Oh,
1: so, I've read a couple issues. Yeah it's, yeah, it's actually really good.
0: It is so good. Like, Okay, so this comic book, I have the first collection which has like the first five issues. It's like issues zero through four. And it's written by Kyle Higgins and illustrated by Hendry Yeah, And... Uh, this comic started last year. It's up to like issue twelve right now. I think it is twelve or thirteen. And th- when at first glance, this comic looks kind of ridiculous because it's <laughs> the big Technicolor spandex-looking uniforms. Rita Repulsa and her giant hair and scepters, <laughs> weird-looking monsters that she creates, and the giant blocky, bulky-looking Megazord but it is played so straight and taken so seriously that you can't help but find the reality in the in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers it does exactly what the IDW comics does it revels in its obscure or uh just its ridiculous look but when you look past it there's a really great story like this issue this series picks up where this isn't a spoiler because it's the first issue it picks up just after Tommy, the Green Ranger, became a Power Ranger.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: He stopped fighting the Power Rangers and became, uh, betrayed Rita Repulse or whatever, broke her spell. And now, like, I never saw this coming. What they have to deal with the fact is the public is really questioning the Power Rangers now because they're asking, why should we trust the Green Ranger? You know, the Power Ranger were fighting them. And now he's one of them? Should we even trust the Power Rangers now? I mean, yeah, they defend us, but can they be all there, really, in their heads? And at the same time, Tommy, unbeknownst to the rest of the team, is suffering hallucinations of Rita Repulsa just mocking him the entire time. And, like, there's... I mean, she's talking, like, you know, you're my Ranger. I know no matter what good you do, you'll come back to me and ruin it for anyway you know you should just give up you can't make it as a power ranger you should come back to me and it's really you really see the psychological stress that this that this kid is under like Tommy and the rest of the power rangers you kind of forget about the fact that they're teenagers just like the ninja turtles you kind of do forget that they're teens and if anything else, the teenager aspect really impacts the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers even more than the Turtles because they actually go to high school. They work jobs after school. They hang out with their friends. They they have to deal with teachers. And they have to deal with bullies and stuff and not beat the crap out of a bully that tries to mess with them because they're Power Rangers and they could, but they can't give that away. Right. <laughs> and they actually deal with their own parents. I mean, in the TV show, did you ever see their parents?
1: Wow, oh, very true. Yeah. Although they always hung out at the juice bar.
0: Yeah, and they hang out. I don't think they hang out at the juice bar in this one. <gasps> but not to say that it isn't there. They mention it, but they never show it. And it makes sense because, like, they're they're doing other things. Well, and, please like, tell
1: me Bulk and Skull are in this.
0: Bulk and Skull is just going to mention Bulk and Skull are in this, and it's hilarious yes! because, like, they're not, <laughs> you know, just words I can't say on a family-friendly podcast. They're They're not really bullies in this. Like, they're the biggest fans of the Power Rangers. Like, they host... They have a YouTube channel where they follow the Power Rangers around. They try following them around. (laughs) They have a podcast that's wholly devoted to investigating who the Power Rangers are. A podcast? What a bunch of dorks. I know, man. Who would have (laughs) thought? But it is really, really good. And, like, you get to see, like, the dimensions of what makes a Power Ranger underneath the armor and underneath the mask. Like, who those kids are. Like... Billy is incredibly self-conscious because he's not a fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's probably the most important member of the team because outside of Alpha, he's th- like the Power Rangers have no reason to really figure out why their Zords work, how their Zords work. And Billy, just being naturally inquisitive, he wants to figure it out. And it's a really surprisingly good comic book series. Definitely recommend you pick it up. Especially with the new movie coming out uh, at the end of Mm -hmm. March. I think that trailer, there's a couple of trailers for the the Power Rangers movie. I think it looks awesome. Can't wait to see it. Um, Yeah, but this comic from Boom Studios is really good. You can find it on Amazon, on Kindle. You can probably buy it at your local comic shop uh, pretty easily. I highly recommend it. Uh, And there are two new collections coming out soon within the next couple of months. There's Volume 2, which deals with the fallout of the first volume. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to give the spoilers away. And there's a miniseries that takes place slightly in the future, which is called Power Rangers Pink, which is about uh, Kimberly when she lost her powers and wasn't the Pink Ranger anymore. And just adventures that she got into. I've read a couple of issues of the the Kimberly miniseries, and it's pretty good, too. I just haven't finished it yet. Uh, but I highly recommend it.
1: That's awesome, man. I, you know, I've only read, like, two issues. And I actually got, I think, the second most recent one. Uh, and the only reason I got it is uh, I was at my comic shop. I was picking up some Turtle Comics. And, yeah. Uh, Randy, the store owner, he he had these these masks out. They were right by, like, on, on his checkout desk. Uh, he had the catalogs. And the, right next to the catalog, he had this mask. And they were free. And it was like a combination of the Green Ranger mask and the White Ranger mask. Yeah. And I said, is this a Power Rangers mask? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's promoting the new comic that's out. Mm-hmm. And he said something like the White Ranger and the 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 Green major are fusing together. And I was like, what? How? How does that work? <laughs> so I had to get it. And I've not actually read the newest one yet. But I did kind of leaf through it real quick just to see some sketches of it. it. It's a gorgeous looking comic. Oh,
0: yeah. I love the art. Like, it skews much more towards realism, even more so than yeah. the IDW Turtles book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And – and I found out I had it spoiled for me. What happens with the White Ranger? Oh man, it's it sounds really. It I mean, it's one of those. You want to talk about a game changer? It huh. it really is what what they do with the White Ranger. And oh, awesome, yeah. So I I, awesome. I I haven't read the issue. But I just know what happens. So when I get there, uh, I'll probably talk about it more. So
1: when I have a couple bucks saved, I'm gonna have to pick that uh, at least the trades up.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, And real quickly, I won't spend a lot of time on it because I know you probably want to get into this uh, new issue we got going on. Um, Oh, you're good, man. My second recommendation is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard.
1: I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, (laughs) I just did
0: my review last week for it. um, I actually wasn't going to get it right away because I just didn't know. I was looking forward to it, but I was really cautious about it just because... I love the Resident Evil series. I love how crazy it goes, and I'm just really tired of hearing the negativity about Resident Evil. You know,
1: yeah. It's kind of yeah.
0: like if you don't like it, don't play it. But don't try to ruin somebody else's fun. You know. But all that aside, uh, I came home from work. What was it? Last Friday, and Nicole had it for me. I was like, oh wow, no kidding. She just oh, out and got that's it for awesome. me. And because she knew I was gonna wait, and she wanted to play it, so she, I got a few. <laughs> and to her credit, she hasn't played it yet, but she watched me play the pretty much the whole game. And uh, this uh, new Resident Evil game is very much goes back to the survival horror roots of the series that the series made popular, and yeah. uh, it goes it shies away from the big bombastic action that the series has become known for um, which is a move that I at the, at the same time I love it because I love the creepy dark atmosphere and just the this is not a scary game but it's a super unnerving game like you get creeped out maybe it is a scary game but yeah but as much as I love that I really miss just seeing chris redfield punch a boulder you know <laughs> <laughs> really that, and I'm going to miss it going forward because this game was so popular. You know the next two, because like, if you really break down the series, the first three games were the static camera angle survival horror games, and then the next three were the over-the-shoulder, super action-packed video games, and now the next three games, or well, the next two, I'm going to assume are going to be all first-person based survival horror games which i'm very right. happy about very much looking forward to it uh, but you play as a average joe named ethan winters who is searching for his wife mia who has been missing for three years and he tracks her down to a farm plantation a farm plantation just the plantation that sounds redundant but <laughs> he tracks her down to a plantation in louisiana and From that moment on, from the moment you literally get out of his car, it is a creep fest for the next 10 to 12 hours. And I have never had a game made me shout out loud in surprise and in fear. (laughs) And it happened multiple times throughout (laughs) this game. Like, I fell out of my chair one time because I was surprised by by something that happened. Uh, (laughs) There's, uh, of course throughout the game you're being attacked and run down by the baker family who owns this plantation that you're running around in and they are infected by a mold like virus that pretty much augments their strength and gives them wolverine-like healing abilities i mean like wow there's a point it was in a trailer so it's not really a spoiler Jat, you uh Jack Baker, the the father of the family, you're fighting him in a garage and you point a gun at him and he grabs it and puts the gun in his mouth and shoots himself in the head and like you oh, see like goodness. his skull and brain just explode and he just gets back up and starts walking towards you. Wow. Oh my god, how do I How do you beat that? <laughs> exactly. And and it is really cool finding inventive ways to try and take out the bakers because for the most part you really can't. You know, you have to, you really have to get, you really have to, dealing with Jack Baker, you have to, like, get in his face and overpower him when you're constantly underpowered. And with his wife, Margaret Baker, you have to be stealthy. And their son, Lucas Baker, who is, he's a guy that, like, he sets traps throughout the house. It's kind of like fighting Jigsaw from the Saw movies. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you really have to solve puzzles and you really have to think how you have to outthink them and it goes it it really is just an amazing game i was so surprised by this because i had no idea what to expect because i purposefully kept my kept my head down with the resident evil 7 news because i did not want to know a thing
1: yeah uh, yeah that's been me yeah. yeah
0: but it's it's completely worth it i really don't know why people are bashing it for only being 10 hours long it's like, really, how long do you want a Resident Evil game to be? You know, like, none of the games <laughs> were longer than, like, six, ten hours, you know? And, like, the only game that was too long was Resident Evil 4, and people loved that for some reason. And Resident Evil 4 is a really good game that just kind of annoys me while I'm playing it, but I recognize it's a good game. So, <laughs> it's, the qui- it's like there's too many quick-time events in that. It's like god of war level amount of quick time events you know it's it's super annoying and it's way too long but with (laughs) resident evil 7 man it's such a creepy atmosphere and it's so realistic looking like Mm -hmm. you could really see like this happening somewhere not viruses or anything else but like a dude looking for his friend or looking for his wife gets trapped in a house full of cannibals man you think that hasn't happened before
1: Ugh, it, yeah, it, no kidding.
0: I mean, like, it it's happened so many times, they made a movie about it. It's called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Oh, gosh. My wife will not
0: watch that to this day. Oh, dude, I love that movie. That's such a good...
1: Movie. Oh, that—that that, to me, that that's a tough one to watch. That's a tough one to watch. Man,
0: I've really only seen it a couple of times because you got to take a year off after you watching that movie.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: And the remake is really good, too. The one that came out in, like, 2002 or something like that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. The, The remake is good. Yeah, it's got Jessica Biel and a couple other people in it. It's surprisingly good. I actually saw that one before I saw the original.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, dang.
0: But yeah, Resident Evil 7 and the Power Rangers comic from Boom Studios. I highly recommend that you go out right now and go get... We'll finish the episode, but head out and go (laughs) get those. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode. Oh, crap, I forgot. What do we? Okay. The IDW mutations (laughs) thing. There it is.
1: Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. That's right.
0: Man, I completely
1: forgot. I was like, uh, what is the show
0: called again? We, like,
1: you know, we haven't done an IDW mutation station in a while. It's been, a, it, this is the first one of the year. Hasn't,
0: we haven't done it since last year. It's been so long, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, we are going to take a look at TMNT Universe Issue 6 and the IDW uh, Issue 66. So, Universe 6 I want to get through first just because... It's a, it's a much quicker read than issue 66 of the IDW comics, of the main series. I shouldn't say IDW, because they're both IDW. But it's a much quicker read, but it's just a little bit better, you know?
1: Oh, really? You think so?
0: I do, yeah. As much as on issue 66, there's a lot of, finally, things are happening in issue 66. Loved it. <laughs> a little bit of resolution in 66, but... Universe number six, just like, oh, man, I, this is how you do a Ninja Turtles just one-off comic. That's kind of what I'm hoping universe turns out to be, where it's just like no long, drawn-out story arcs. Just every, just every other issue is a one-off, maybe your two- or three-issue arc here or there. But, like, nothing crazy, you know? Just, like, just go nothing crazy, but just, like, go nuts with what you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and then the last issue did that, too, with uh, Old Hobbit and um, Leatherhead. Leatherhead, Boy, yeah. I loved I actually just read that this week, that that issue, and then I read yeah. this one, and actually, I kind of, I like this one a lot, but I liked it, uh issue five even more, but I'll talk about that some other time, and I'll, I'll tell you why I love it so much, but this one is still a good one, so... And, and by oh, the way, yeah. I, I really like uh, Nick Patera's uh, art style. I really did.
0: I was just going to mention that. As soon as I started looking at it, I was like, you know what? The, it just – the whole issue, it just bugged me. I was like, what does this remind me of? And then it hit me. I was like, this is Ah, Real Monsters. Did you ever watch that show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Ah, Real Monsters or Hey Arnold or Recess. You know, it's, it looks just like that. And I was like – I want this guy to be the mainstay on Universe. I, I love this art. Like it's. Well, didn't he do um, Bebop and Rock City 2? Yeah, he, he at least did the covers for it. I know yeah. that much. But, yeah, because I looked up his artwork, and, yeah, Bebop and Rock City Destroy Everything is all over the place. <laughs> and That's going to bug me. I have it right over here. Let me go look. And it doesn't say. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm, man. No, He's he did the covers, but he didn't do much of the interior artwork, no. The, uh, Bebop and Rock City Destroyer, everything had, like, six artists throughout the entire series. <laughs> no kidding. So, That's Sophie Campbell, Dustin Weaver, Ben Bates, Giannis Milogiannis.
1: Yeah, and, and Sophie Campbell, she actually drew issue 66.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. Did a great job. But, yeah. Anyway, issue six of TMT Universe introduces a new villain to the series, uh, there's uh, this villain from an old-school Ninja Turtles villain called Worm. I don't know anything about Worm except for the Nickelodeon 2012 series. Did an episode with him last year.
1: Yeah, that that's all I know, too.
0: Yeah, and apparently he's just an evil version of the genie from Aladdin. You know?
1: <laughs> that, that, you know that's things. true. I can see that.
0: I know, right? He was a god who's he was like Loki. He was a god of mischief that the turtles had to deal with and I really liked it. And I'm so happy to see that they didn't go that route with this one because I love reinterpretations of characters. You know, yeah. I love that you can have different versions of the same character within a franchise going at the same time. This one he's very much kind of, he's kinda of like the symbiote from Venom.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: you know, where it's just like a collection of, and I know people are going to yell at me because the Venom symbiote's just one thing, but like, worm is like thousands upon thousands of individual worms that form a consciousness.
1: By the way, I love that they're all tangled up in in, in old toys and just things that have fallen into the sewer. Oh, (laughs) man, looks great. Like his eyes, there's a, it's a fishbowl in one of his eyes, and there's a poor dead fish in his eye.
0: (laughs) I know, yeah, he's super disturbing to look at, especially when Michelangelo looks at him, and you get the first up-close look at him at Worm, you feel the fear that Michelangelo has, because Michelangelo's just like, I'm going to die. There is no fighting this thing. Because <laughs> first off, he's like 12 tall. You yeah, know. Yeah, no kidding. And he's, I love the giant hammer he's got. He's got this giant like carnival mallet from like a test-your-strength kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He's got a doll sticking yeah. out
1: of his back, or a big gulp uh, cup out of
0: his shoulder. Yeah, and a baby doll with, like, one eye. And, like, Worm's eyes, one of them is a rubber ducky, which is hilarious. (laughs) And his other eye is a bag with a dead fish in it. It was, like, like you would get from the pet store. you get that plastic bag with the fish, but this one's long since dead. Right. Oh, God, I love the design of Worm here. I just, I just, I, man, I loved this. It was so cool because he was hilarious, but also, like, really threatening at the same time. Yeah. It's, like... This is just a great villain for the Ninja Turtles because you can't fight him because like Michelangelo gets a bunch of salad hits into him, mm-hmm. and like he like hits him with his nunchuck in the arm, and Worm's arm flies off, but then just all the worms crawl back up and his arm regenerates. It's like what do you do against this thing? Oh yeah, and the story is very very basic,
1: but it, it works. You know, it, it's uh, it's this construction worker. He he's down there and he steps on one of those little um, whatever you would call him. I don't even know what. I like, get looks like a worm.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're, they're worms. Yeah,
1: and uh, he steps on one of those, and uh, then all of a sudden, giant worm. You know, the main villain. He goes, "Oh no, you didn't!" And he gets his <laughs> hammer and and smashes him. And then he uh, said
0: just like that, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he's like, "Oh, girl, <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that." <laughs> yeah, right. And he kills him with the hammer, and it's pretty vicious looking. And even the sound, even the sound, it says "squick." quick Oh, that's a wet sound. I oh.
0: didn't even know what that is. Just...
1: <laughs> and then the whole storyline is this police officer, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I think it was Lynn. Lynn. Okay. Well, I she comes. She comes down searching for him, and that's when she runs into Michelangelo. And then they spend the, the majority of the issue fighting Worm or trying to get away from him. And yeah. Worm is a like you said a major force to be reckoned with. But I, my, I think my favorite panel or favorite couple of panels. Worm's almost got, like, this carnival vibe uh, because yeah. all the stuff he's collected in, the, in this sewer. And, like, you're looking through this one scene where Michelangelo, he's he's half beaten up, kind of gripping his shoulders, and he's looking through this tunnel. He's looking at this tunnel. And it's all these mirrors
2: on oh, either side. Yeah.
1: And they're all, like, you know, distorted faces of Michelangelo. And then he goes down another tunnel, and, he, you know, he's got this, uh, gosh,
0: so many different details here, like... Um, oh, my God. I'm sorry, but I just noticed in the Tunnel of Love, he has the Zoltar machine from the movie Big.
1: Oh, see, I've not seen that. Oh, you've never seen Big? I have never seen Big.
0: Okay, so, like, it's about a little kid who who wishes at a Zoltar machine to grow up. <laughs> and, and it's hilarious. Tom Hanks is in it's one of his breakout movies. Nice. Uh, yeah, old movie from the 80s is a good. But anyway, Zoltar.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of different references to stuff. Uh, so he finally walks into this huge opening. I don't I don't even know what section of the sewer this would be in. Um, but there are so many objects that Worm has collected over the years, broken yeah. arcade machines. But if you look at um, – I, I don't know. What, there's no page number, but if you could find the page that has uh, the huge opening, if you look at the walls, you'll recognize a lot of old – Ninja Turtle characters and figures. Oh
0: wow! Okay, I'm looking at it right now. There's Scratch, Pandacon, Half Court, and the Old Worm.
1: And then if you look at uh, the right side, mm-hmm. that's uh, Pizza Face.
0: Oh, oh! I didn't even see that. Yeah, wow. yeah right
1: on the corner. So, like,
0: so cool. If, yeah,
1: if, if you pay close attention, there's a lot of little nuggets right there.
0: And I'm sorry, but the first thing I saw in that panel was he had a Big Boy statue from the Big Boy restaurants.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> holding that burger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like a devil
1: big boy though. He's yeah, all, he's well, all red.
0: Their food was pretty greasy, you know, I mean,
1: <laughs> we all know. Oh yeah, and I like the pet boys in the commercials, so you know, this is all <laughs> this, oh, this is great. And this is all stuff he's just collected, you know, and and that uh, just proves it proves to you know he's how delusional and how kind of saddy, you know, he is. He's collecting all this stuff uh that that people consider junk. And and he hates mankind because they've
0: they've polluted I guess the sewers so much. Yeah. And he he uh, basically he collects it just because why would you want to forget about all of this cool stuff? Yeah. So he wants he wants somebody to remember it. Mm-hmm. So and this is these are kind of like, you know, this is what I mean about the side of collecting. Like we all are going to become warm one day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> man. But I really love I really like Officer Lynn. I wanted to talk about her real quick. Uh, Officer Lynn is this one cop who's investigating the sewers because for a long time now, a lot of people have gone missing in this particular uh, stretch of sewer lines. And Michelangelo is actually on his way home with a pizza for him and his brothers. And she just happens upon Michelangelo and vice versa. He just happens upon Officer Lynn when she's investigating the sewers and she's doing it without any authorization. So when she sees Michelangelo, she tells him I won't say anything about you because I'd be I'd be in super trouble right now because I'm not supposed to be down here. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like that, but she's down there investigating because her sister's husband went missing. Was one of the guys that went missing. Yeah, and spoilers—they ultimately find out that he was killed by Worm. Right, and I don't believe it was the guy, the construction worker that was killed earlier in the in the issue. But I really love their rapport—the rapport, uh, the rapport re- between Officer Lynn and Michelangelo, where like she's really tough and no nonsense, and he's Michelangelo. Oh yeah, <laughs> and but they really they really like each other. They uh, they develop a friendship very quickly right. uh, because because they save each other's lives. And even though, like, all of us, like, Carnival, Goofy, Toys, 80s nostalgia, all that aside, Worm is actually a brutally violent creature. Yeah. And he almost kills Michelangelo a couple of times. Like, there's this really, really cool scene where Worm nails Michelangelo in the chest with his giant mallet and sends Michelangelo crashing into a wall so hard. He breaks the wall with his shell, and Michelangelo is on the ground, and Worm is walking towards him, and Michelangelo is looking at Worm, and you see him having flashbacks of training with Splinter and finding your inner strength and motivation to fight the good fight, and then... Worm just says, whatever, and hits him with the mallet again.
1: Yeah, no kidding. While he's
0: on the ground. And I'm just thinking, whoa, they did not pull any punches with this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it takes something pretty dramatic to, to take him out. You know, yeah. finally, uh, you know, Michelangelo, you know, he tries to hit him several times to no avail. He's, he's kind of like the Terminator in uh, Terminator 2, the shapeshifter one.
0: Yeah, the 2-1000.
1: Yes, yes. You know, so nothing he's doing is working. And just like the Terminator in uh, Terminator Two, it takes fire. Well, it takes the heat to really mess him up. And uh, live. one who actually shoots, uh, I guess, a gas tank,
0: helium containers. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: And that blows him up. And he is—it's uh, kind of a almost looks sad because he's like, "No."
0: Yeah, when he's um, when he's on fire, and his whole carnival home is on fire. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo is actually trying to save Worm because Worm is trying to gather as much of his as, as much of his junk as he can, and Worm starts on fire. And Michelangelo says, "Worm, stop! We have to get out here." And Worm says, "Not without our pretty things. Th- these things are us, all of us." And yeah. he sets on fire and dies. And yeah. spoiler, but. It's so cool because like it shows you who Michelangelo is because like even though Worm has been trying to kill Michelangelo for this whole issue Michelangelo is trying to save him. Yeah. Yeah. You know at the end of the issue he's trying to save him. And Officer Lynn finds out that Worm killed her brother-in-law and you really see at the end of the issue that both of them are just beat up like Michelangelo's got a, a swollen eye and bruises and scars and scratches all over him and Lynn has been kidnapped and she got beat up as well and I really like at the end of this issue like they have this back and forth with each other and she asks him if he's going to be okay he's like yeah I just need to walk this off and she promises never to say anything about what happened and just as Michelangelo opened a hole cover to let Lynn out of the sewers you see one single worm (laughs) <laughs> crawling away from the fire, and it's just like, well, he's coming back, you know. <laughs> because yeah, because he, I he I love just, when can he regenerate goes, from one worm, you know. Exactly,
1: and I, I, love the very end where he goes. The end,
0: <laughs> and there's a question mark. Yeah, God, did I love this uh, this issue?
1: Nice man, it's so
0: cool, man. It was like I, it made me immediately want to go out and buy a worm action figure. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if they make one, man, it would look good. Well, you know the, the one from the from the. Playmates 87 series, you know, just get that one. That's the, that's that's the really cool one. <laughs> and I think they did make a worm action figure for the 2012 series. See, I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, you know, I I or at least they've announced it like at Toy Fair last year. It's like it'll come soon. Really interestingly enough, if I could go on a tangent about the uh, about the Nickelodeon series of action figures, did you know? Like the most requested figure from fans is three from the Northampton series really no kidding yeah people want the creep action figure and you know who that is like he's got the jason matt or casey jones's mask he's big he's a big pile yeah, of huge. They, they, yeah they actually playmates actually made a figure and through focus testing they figured out that that figure really scared children <laughs> so they they decided not to make it because they wow. were afraid of it not selling
1: no kidding it's like
0: I don't really collect the I, the Nickelodeon series of figures, but I would totally buy a, he, a creep figure. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, like, I would, yeah. hands down. Yeah, but, like, this this issue is uh, just... Yeah, I well, kind of don't want to give it a 10 out of 10 just because it's a one-off, but I've got to. I've got to give this 10 slices of pizza out of 10.
1: Wow, no kidding, really?
0: Yeah, good lord. Just to the characterization of Michelangelo, the amazing artwork, you know, I... I love this art style, especially for a character like Worm. You know, like, this kind of art style wouldn't really work with a, an issue about Leonardo fighting the Shredder. Right. But seeing just, like, a crazy one-off character, like, you know what, this this is what the Mutanimals, like, if they ever reintroduce the Mutanimals and, like, more in the vein of the Archie series, this is the art style they go for. Like, Nick Parada should just get that job Yeah, super and just make them happy and make them work on make them, but have them work on it <laughs> as quick as you can or for as long as you can. And I really love the introduction of Officer Lynn. She's a no-nonsense cop who, like, is down there for her family, basically. Like, they never found the guy that killed her brother-in-law. And for her sister's sake, she says she wants to find out who did it. Yeah. And boy, did she find more than she bargained for.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I. I... For me, I I loved it, and, you know, I'll tell you what, the second time around looking at it, I liked it a lot better than the first time, mm-hmm. but, see, I was, you know, on such a high from the last issue uh, yeah. that I was like, oh, man, I was a little let down with this one, but, man, I totally get what you're saying. I love the art style. I love uh, Michelangelo in this issue. I like Lynn a lot, and I've got a gut feeling we'll see her again one day. Um, Possibly, yeah. Yeah, and i got a gut feeling we'll see Worm again one day, and... uh Honestly, I I think my favorite scene, were, you know, of course, all the things he collected, um, you know, it's, it's it's a gorgeous looking comic, and yeah. I really like what Universe is doing. It, it almost has like a Tales of the TMNT vibe now, you know. Whereas yeah. f- whereas the first couple of issues, it felt like okay, here's another version of the main run, uh, but now yeah. it's starting to feel more a little bit more like a Tales issue or a Tales series, and I love Tales. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I remember
0: when we were talking about it, we, we just kind of thought that, is Universe just going to be a miniseries? Yeah, but, yeah. Because it really seemed like just another offshoot series. But now I really hope they kind of just continue with these one-offs, you know, just like really short stories, like maybe one issue, maybe three issues, but not, you know, five issues or six or seven or however many long it's going to be. Because with Tales of the... Ni- Tales of the TMNT back in the eighties and nineties and the early two thousands, you didn't need it to be an ongoing series. It was, you know, it was what it was. Made no apologies about it. it if you didn't care about continuity, that was a series for you. Right. You know. Right. So that's what I hope Universe does.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of liking the direction it's going in, and I, and I don't mean to criticize it or anything. I just thought the first three or four issues were a little drawn out, just a little. It was still an interesting story. Yeah. It was just a little little drawn out. And now it seems like it's it's got a nicer kind of flow and pace to yeah. it. So
0: if it, that that sort that first five issues didn't need to be five issues. That, that that's what I'm
1: thinking. That's what I'm thinking. It, yeah.
0: it could have been a three or four issue series, and it would have been much much tighter. You yeah, know?
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, yeah, I would give it an eight out of ten. I really liked it. Um, I, I would like to see Warm again, and I I, I thought it was a great great one off. So good yeah. stuff, man. And we got another comic to talk about, don't we?
0: All right, yeah. We'll... Issue number sixty-six of the main IDW series.
1: All right, man. So this is issue sixty-six here, and finally we get uh, a little bit of payoff with Raph. And I'll, I'll say this: I'm going to just say this right up front. I really, really like this issue. Uh, I I really like this because I thought, speaking of things kind of be dra- kind of you know dragging out a little bit, I thought it would be a, you know a two or three parter. You know the quest to get Alopex, and really we got yeah. everything wrapped up into one issue.
0: I Honestly, honestly, I thought this was going to be like a one, an offshoot, like, you know, follow the adventures of Raphael and Alopex, you know, like yeah, kind of like yeah. the Casey in April one last year, a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't have been surprised if they had done that, or at least had two or three issues where, you know, Raph's going, you know, this yeah. way, or at least he gets halfway, and then he encounters something, and then we get, like, I don't know, the next issue's about Michelangelo doing something. So I was surprised that they did everything in one issue like this, but kudos to them. And I really like the art style. I thought the uh, Sophie Campbell did a great job. Of course, Tom Waltz did the script again, and yeah. uh, Rhonda Patterson did colors. So good stuff here. So it starts out with uh, Nobody. Uh, is her name... No, it's not Shadow. Um, Angel. Angel, thank you.
0: Yeah, her real name's Angel. Yeah, she goes by Nobody when she's in the city. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So Angel and Raph, they they finally get to Alaska and raf you know we we find out a little bit later how strongly Raph feels for alapex and it's not i don't yeah. even think it's a romantic thing i think it's more like an admiration um and it's
0: then, to- it's totally a romantic thing <laughs> you
1: think so i see i don't <laughs> oh, see it
0: yeah totally because like they've hinted at it a couple of times uh, throughout the series and uh angel Straight up asked Raphael, it's like, you know, you really love her, don't you? He's like, what? I don't, I don't know. What? Okay. <laughs> well, well, but he does say, he's like, yeah, but it's a,
1: he's like, it's more of a species thing. We can't really do that. <laughs> but, but, life finds a way. You know? <laughs> but, um, To quote Ian Malcolm. It, so. Life finds a way, and that's true. You know, we get this great cutaway, and I think this is where this book, this comic issue really shines, is the artwork with the the dream sequences with Kitsune and Alopex, I mean, it's like water. Oh, know? gosh, it is gorgeous. Good looking yeah. book. Um, so we get a cutaway to Alapex in a cave. And, you know, she she's tired. She's so desperate to try to break free mentally and spiritually from Kitsune. And she can't. She cannot yeah. do it. She tries. Of course, that was the whole point of her leaving uh, New York City to try to go to her own homeland. But guess mm-hmm. what? Kitsune's followed her all the way up there or down there, I should say. So we get these excellent sequence and these battle scenes where Kitsune is messing with Alopex saying, you cannot – why are you running from me? I will never leave you alone. Embrace what you are. You are a beast. As a matter of fact, your home, you created all the violence and destruction. It was yeah. not me. You know. So basically, Kitsune's is playing Alopex, and Alopex is saying, no, you made me do this. You made me the monster I am. And Kitsune's argument is, no. I just brought out what was already in you, you know? Yeah. And so there's this huge kind of internal conflict with Alapex and Kitsune right now. You know, Alapex she's trying her best to kind of get some recompense and just peace and quiet. She's even looking at the water, and again, she sees Kitsune's reflection in the water. I love that. Oh, Man. it's great, great. And she's, that was really cool. Oh, and she's just so alone, and she's struggling. And She splashes the water. She's like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. And I thought Kitsune was going to kill herself. You know, or I'm sorry, not Kitsune, uh Alopex is gonna kill her. Oh yeah.
0: That would you know what? I mean that would not that suicide is ever the answer, but <laughs> but it just kinda seemed like that was that was the logical thing to do and that would really that would really give Raphael amazing motivation to go after Kitsune and all them, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's all, that's what I thought she was gonna do. I thought she was gonna go honestly when I read the storyline, um, and and, the, and then the first few pages, I was like, Oh my gosh, what if she killed herself?
0: Yeah, you know, what if
1: that was a plan the whole all, all the time? You know, she wants to take her own life in her homeland, you know, and, and away from everybody and and just be done with it. And and as close as Raph gets, he doesn't make it in time. Yeah. And I was and just how much that would mess with Raph. But I'm thinking, man, are they really going to go that dark. And I'm so thankful they didn't because this series is already really dark. It's dark <laughs> enough. <yeah>. It's dark <laughs> enough. We don't need suicide to be in, in the mix either. And then right after that, poor Kitsuna, she's kind of by the water, and she just says, no more. And then we get a, the interesting exchange on page seven with uh, Angel and Raph. And Angel just, like you said, Josh, calls her out on it, or calls Raph out on it and says, you love her,
0: don't you? Yep. I don't want to say I didn't call this, you know, 20 issues ago, but <laughs> you called I kind of called it ago. 20 issues ago. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you that. I thought it was more of a mutual respect and understanding, but maybe that's a love thing.
0: There's going to be Little Turtles next year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Turtle foxes? Fox
0: Turtle foxes. Turtles. Oh, God, imagine what that would look like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you've heard of uh, box turtles? Well, we got fox turtles. Fox turtles, yeah. <laughs> Hairy turtles. Sorry. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, and then I love, you know... Box I... turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's going to be a new thing. Shut up, Rob. I know. it. <laughs> well, um... I love I love the dynamic between Angel and Raph too because you know, Raph, he's spilling his guts out to Angel and Angel's, you know, she goes and I knew I called this. Well, I don't know if I did, but I always thought about this. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling Angel kinda liked Woody too. And she she admits it. She admits she yeah, he was kinda cute.
0: I really like how she was just like, Yeah, he's kinda he's cute in a really dorky, harmless kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she, she probably <laughs> likes him, but she can't help but make fun of him a little bit. Sure. So. Sure. That That's probably like my wife and me. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and then again, we get the, the, the great cutaway with uh, some more hallucinations, I guess you could say. Uh, where Kitsune, or, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Alapex sees Shredder yeah. right, in, in the middle of the woods and yeah, setting uh, fire to her village. Oh, yeah. yeah the, oh, I didn't even notice that. The flames in the background. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then all the dead trees that are actually there, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: gorgeous. And and Kitsune, she gets out her—I don't know what those are called—those blades there with the hooks. Uh they, they look awesome. I don't know what they're called, but she's them out. She's ready to fight. You know, it, even though she doesn't know what she's fighting. And then finally, Kitsune uh, turns into—well, even before she does, she's got like these creepy Freddy Krueger—or no, I don't even know what it is—creepy um, teeth. They—they they remind me of that uh, Mortal Kombat character, uh, okay. Lena. Was she the one with the the crazy dagger teeth?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: She she kind of does the Molina thing yeah. there.
0: Butterface.
1: Oh yeah. Lord, it's scary. And then uh and then after that she transforms into huge polar bear and I think yeah. I think some of these these scenes are so gorgeous. Like I wish I could frame some of these. These are great. Yeah. Um. And uh, so now we're gonna have this huge battle scene and it's kind of interesting because is that polar bear there? Is it not? You know, we know that the polar bear is not actually there, but boy, um, Alapex is just convinced that this is real and she's going to fight exactly. to the death.
0: Well, the thing of it is, is like Kitsune is so powerful is that she took her to the astral plane without Alapex even realizing it. Yeah. So like, no, it's not there, but it's in Alopex's mind. Yep. So if Kitsune can kill her in her mind, Kitsune, or Alapex will die. Yeah. Her physical body will die because you can't live without your brain. The next scene, is it's it's the Dream Warriors, man. You yeah, know, come on. <laughs>
1: true, very dream true. Dream Warriors! Actually, you know what it is? It's not the Dream Warriors. It's the next mutation.
0: It's an... Uh, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the Dragon Lord's going to show up and Chun, Chun-Yi.
0: <laughs> Dude, how amazing would it be if the Dragon Lord was Kitsune's dad?
1: Oh, that'd be funny.
0: Like, really think about that. You know, it's just uh. like... and. And everything you know, comes Venus full circle. And, Venus is like the little black... The, uh, the, uh, Venus is kind of like the black sheep of the family, and she teams up with the turtles. Oh, that.
1: that'd be good. That'd be good. Yep.
0: I'm telling you. I, you know work. what?
1: I wouldn't doubt... I wouldn't doubt... it. Everything that IDW's done, I would not doubt if Venus and the Dragon Lord did make some kind of appearance in this story. I, I wouldn't doubt. I really wouldn't. I, I could see that happening. But all it is... So we get this great, great fight with the polar bear and alapex. And, oh, my gosh, some of these scenes are so pretty. They are great. And I love my favorite panel of the entire book is when Kitsune finally says, enough is enough. You know, uh, oh, I did it again. Alapex
0: says, enough is enough.
1: (laughs) And she cuts off Kitsune's head. Oh, God. Oh, it's vicious.
0: Yeah. And also Raphael showed up because he just sat down and meditated. And Angel's like, what are you doing? He's like, some Leonardo showed me. But I don't know if I can do it. So he meditates and goes into the astral plane with Alapex. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be like this big, like two on one fight against Kitsune, and Alapex is like, nope, I got this. Yeah, yeah. Like she had to. <laughs> she had to overcome it. Yeah, yeah. She's just enough is enough. So she gets on top of the
1: polar bear's head, and then she just swipes those blades, and then we get the witch version of Kitsune with her head cut
0: off. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, oh, it looks great. It. I was really surprised by just how violent it got and how that's the thing about this turtles comic, man. You, you don't realize how violent it is because it, because of course it's just animals fighting each other, but it gets yeah. really like if you replace Alipex with an actual woman fighting a woman who wasn't a demon and just chopping her head off on top of a, of a hill or in an alleyway or something. Oh yeah. People would go nuts over that. But since it looks like this, you can kind of, kind of get away with a lot more. You know,
1: absolutely. You're right. You're right. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it just ends. You know, they they reunite, they embrace and uh, they even crack a few jokes on their way home. And that's it. So it's it's a it's a crazy story, but it's so cool to see Kitsune and Raph embrace and and Angel's kind of just standing back. And oh, I did it again, didn't I? Again, Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> They're just, you know, just. Whatever. They go hand in
1: hand. They really they, do.
0: Well, you know, Alapex is a fox, and Kitsune means fox, so.
1: Uh, true. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Uh, maybe, maybe Kitsune has taken over my brain. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder what my biggest fear would be.
0: Should be a should be a pretty quick win for her, you know, so it's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're no kidding. I'm sorry. That was mean. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was, sorry. Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But, yeah. Uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: So, so what would you give this issue, man? Uh, what would you think of this one?
0: I really enjoyed this one. This was like a 9 out of 10 for me because, I mean, the art was amazing. And I – who did you say did the artwork on this real quick? Oh, uh, Sophie Campbell. Man, I immediately thought it was Mattias Santaluco, and I was so happy because Mattias is back doing the Turtles book. I was like, yeah. oh, no, so it's somebody else. But, dude, I really love the similarities there. They have a very similar art style. Oh, it's great. And yeah. I just – I really enjoy the artwork. Really love the story. Finally getting back to Alapex because Raphael was told by Splinter to go find Alipex back six issues ago. Yeah. So like what is it? February right now? So back in September, we've been waiting for them since September to reunite and Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't do it like in the next issue, but
1: That's me too.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad, but at the same time, I'm glad this issue was only one issue because yeah, you're risking three issues of Raphael, Alipex, and Kitsune fighting each other.
1: I thought I thought they were going to drag it out a little bit, and you know, I, I would have been fine with that. But I think it worked better knowing that hey, they wrapped this all up in one issue, and it wasn't a dark ending. It was actually a good, feel good ending. Yeah, it, it really was. Yep. Uh, yeah, sure. Did it have some violence? Of course it did, but. Uh, it overall, I've, I walked away from this comic feeling pretty daggone good, and I think that's a testament to this series, because there have been some really, really dark ones, and then recently, there's more positive ones, like the, the Christmas issue, and now this Love one. Love that Christmas issue, man. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. So, I would give this one a 9 out of 10. The only thing I think that could have made it, well, I just, I don't know what could have made it better. Um, but, it's it's not the best issue I've read, yeah. but it's a really good issue. Mm-hmm. So I I think nine out of ten is just just a solid score for it.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of think that the only thing that really holds it back from a ten, you know that Al, you know that Alapex is going to be fine. I mean, yeah, I I kind of think that she means a little bit too much for the. It's kind of like Casey Jones. You know Casey Jones is going to be okay. Uh, like Angel, I don't want to say that she's expendable, but Angel would be a, a huge loss. Um. A lot of the mutant animals, pretty much all of the mutant animals. If any of them died, it would be a huge loss. But like, I don't really think that they're going to take down somebody like Alipex, Casey Jones, or April. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, and the the proof of it is is kind of, and I'm not knocking it at all because it was an amazing story and it was rectified really well. But it was rectified so quickly when Donatello died. I mean, uh, true. he died, but he was back the next issue. But he was back as Metalhead, which we've never seen that before. True, and, yeah. And I kind of thought that was a reference to the Image books where he became a cyborg, too. And That was the only thing that kind of left this book kind of lacking because you, you knew, I, I, at least for me, I kind of had the feeling Alipex would be fine. And
1: yeah, me too. I, there was a point in time where I kind of doubted. I was like, oh, she better not kill herself. Yeah. But overall, I thought, eh, I don't think they'd go that dark.
0: Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised that Alopex became a good guy again because I thought like she was just going to, you know what? I'm tired of it. Take me over. Go right ahead. Do it because I'm tired. Ah, of it. And true. that, And then now she's got to fight the turtles again, and that would have been really cool. But I was really just... Everybody seems to, like, hate happy endings nowadays. And that's what I love about this series is every now and then you just get a purely happy ending. Yes. You know, like, they are literally riding off into the sunset at the end of this book. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Ra ra ra! Seize the day. Fight the power, you know?
1: That's right. Carpe diem.
0: Carpe the diem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we get our main man, Mr. Thaddeus,
1: on? Oh, yeah. That's All cool. right.
2: We're dealing with a real mind here.
0: Now we you do Burger King by storm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle videos.
1: <laughs> Collect four adventures you won't find anywhere else. $3.49 each with any purchase. Prices may vary. For a limited time. Only at Burger King. California, cowabunga dudes and dudettes uh today josh and i have a very good friend of the show uh on finally we've been talking about it for quite some time we are so excited to have uh as josh has so aptly crowned him mr t on the show mr thaddeus manning so how you doing buddy hey
2: guys cowabunga i'm doing great
1: (laughs) cowabunga man so uh so dude i don't even know where to begin i really don't um uh, all I can say, I guess first is is thank you for all you have man, uh, despite what Josh says about you, I think you're a good guy <laughs> <I> mean, really... <laughs> thank you for all you do for our Facebook group thank you all for all you do for for just you know always pumping content out there for our new segments uh man, you are just as much part of the show as as any of us are, and dude, we can't thank you for everything. we can't thank you enough for everything you've done, yeah, you make oh, us man.
2: look good dude. Well, I, 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 you know, I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, I do my best to, um, to keep TurtleFlakes up to date with the news and everything. And even on my days off, that's like that's pretty much all I do is just turtle news, any upcoming announcements. You know, I, I try to, I try to make it the group active and, and fun for all of our listeners as well.
1: I'll tell you, like, like Josh said, you make us look good, and we need all the help we can get there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, dude, I'll, I'll start from the beginning, man. What got you into the Turtles? Like, if you could describe maybe your earliest memories or, or anything, you know, what got you into the Turtles so much?
2: My uh, my earliest memory right here, hold on just a sec, it is the uh, Burger King Kids Club uh, VHS tape, April Foolish. This was actually the very first episode that I watched. Um That's awesome. My mom, my mom actually gave it to me uh, when I was uh, three years old. We had a Ninja Turtles birthday party, and after the birthday party, we we watched the episode. And I want to say around my birthday because my birthday is March um, thirty first. Around my birthday is when the live action movie came out. So at the end of every Burger King Kids Club VHS tape they had a trailer for the live action movie and <laughs> dude when i saw it like when i saw the trailer my mind just exploded i was just like <laughs> oh my and my mouth dropped to the floor and my mom's like are you okay and i'm like is that the ninja turtles and she's like, yeah, do you want to go see it? I'm like, heck yeah, I do. I want to go see that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't want
0: to see that. Anymore. I don't want to see so, that at all. It looks so,
2: terrible. <laughs> so anyway, so she took, um, it, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. We all went uh, that night around 7 o'clock, and we, we all went to go see it, and we just thought it was, like, the greatest thing. I don't actually remember, like, going to see it, but I know, like, my brother said that, during the whole entire movie, I didn't move an inch because I was absolutely terrified of Schroeder at the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome, man. You know, that that's the great thing when you can share those earliest memories with family and stuff. Oh, man. And right, what a what right. time to be a fan, too. No kidding. Right when the movie came out. Oh. Was,
2: um, I think the Burger King Kids Club tapes, I want to say they came out early uh, 1990. Because I know my brother had the, um, the Sky Turtles episode. And then I had the and then I had the April Foolish episode. Grow you know, growing up I, I didn't really catch Ninja Turtles on TV that much. Um because I was actually one of the unfortunate people. We didn't have the little TV guides. Um, so we never knew like what time it came on in the morning. So the only way that I was able to watch it was to go to Blockbuster and rent like rent like the VHS tapes like the case of the killer pizzas. Um <laughs> Shredhead and like all those. You
1: know, I forgot about that. I forgot. I bet you, Blockbuster had a whole bunch of those.
2: Oh yeah, like especially like the ones down at my, like at my my old hometown. They had um, they had like all of them. They had Hot Riding Teenagers. They had Kalabunga Shredhead. They had the Shredder Splendor. Uh, they had like all the Burger King ones. And and I I, I remember because at, at my Blockbuster you could actually rent them. And then if you, like, if you rent it and, like, take good care of it, you could actually, like, buy them. You had to pay a certain fee. I want to say it was, like, $10 or something. Uh, but I, I didn't really have any money at the time, like, growing up. So that's basically all we did was just, like, rent, like, all the VHS tapes and just watch them together, like, yes, as a that's family. Awesome.
0: Okay, I think, like, the question that everyone wants to know is, who's your favorite turtle?
2: Ah, that was mine. Ah. <laughs> oh. You got me. Favorite turtle for me, and I, I and I kind of... For me, it's Leonardo, and I know that a lot of people don't like Leonardo, but for me, growing up, I always, I always try to do the right thing, and I know that Leonardo, you know, he he does make mistakes. You know, like in, in a way, I, I kind of relate to every turtle, but I think I relate to Leonardo the most because I, I do try to be a good leader. I do try to help people out when they're in need and you know when I fail out something you know that's that's going to carry on for you know days and maybe even weeks but you know the thing with Leonardo that he has to realize is that you know everybody makes mistakes you know nobody's perfect but it's that you know that strong family bond that yeah. he has with his brothers that make that makes him like such a great leader and I yeah. think that's one of the, the things that I really enjoy about the character
1: so, so even as a kid, you were a Leo guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I I just I always liked Cam Clark's voice for Leonardo. I think I think he just he nailed it, man. Like he, oh, he knocked yeah. it up. Especially, um, like, uh, I want to say, like the season four and season five when it starts kind of getting into like the more serious episodes. I mean, uh, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed Cam Clark and everything he did for the character.
1: That's awesome. Besides the original cartoon, like, are you a fan of, you know, the two thousand three series and the Nick series?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I I got a story about the two thousand three series. Um, and, and it was it was kind of like, it, it seems like with Ninja Turtles they always air a new series or or like when the two thousand three series came out because I want to say it came out in like February two thousand three, and I was and this is actually when I had the TV guide for a change. I w- I was scrolling down. And it was about, I think, like 10.30 in the morning. And I noticed on Fox, it said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, I thought they were showing the live action movie on Fox. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So whenever I I actually put there, I saw a countdown timer. And I was like, what is this? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like series. And immediately when that opening scene opened up where it's the Ninja Turtles and the Purple Dragons fighting. Honestly, I didn't even know it was based on the comic. I thought it was like an like a Ninja Turtles like anime series with like the art style. <laughs> and man, from episode one like up until like the first season, I was I was like instantly hooked. I loved the shredder for that series. I, I thought that was one of the best well done shredders for like any Ninja Turtles series that I've seen. Ah, uh, yeah. Good. For sure.
1: That's awesome, man. So, so what do you think about uh, the Nickelodeon series? You like what they're doing so far?
2: Yeah, um, I actually discussed this with with Josh the other day. Um, I am I am caught up with all the episodes. I know new episodes start um, back up on Sunday, and unfortunately, I had season four spoiled for me, so I won't I won't spoil it for anybody in the group. But it does end on a way that I didn't think the Nickelodeon series was going to do. Because the thing about the Nickelodeons is that people have to realize is that they're not afraid to, t- to take risks. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stories that they have that they've adapted. Even there's even like um, there's even one episode in season four where um, Splinter is trying to get the Rat King out of his head. Like the Rat King keeps like messing with his head,
0: mm-hmm. and oh, that's like actually
2: that. from one of the issues from the original Mirage comics. Yeah, that was the uh, uh, City at War. Yeah. But, yeah, we're like, um, Splinter, um, supposedly, uh, Rat King is dead and, and he keeps haunting Splinter over and over and over again. And they actually adapted that into a very well done and very dark episode, um, of season four. Uh, I, I really like, I really like Kevin Michael Richardson's take on the shredder. I, I just, I, I really like his voice and I like, very deep. Um, yeah, it is very deep. Um, and also, like some like the new mutants they introduced like like um I really like pigeon Pete vision Pete was really really fun, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I really like tiger claw i think I think one of the great things about the two thousand and twelve uh, series, and uh, Rob Paulson said this in an interview, he said that it's basically a ninja Turtle series created by fans for fans, and yeah um he said something in an interview that that I actually agree upon because I was actually. You know, like many others, when this show came on, I was very skeptical about it because I didn't know what direction that they were going to take it in. And he said, a lot of people after they watched the first episode, they their minds immediately changed, and they said this may actually be one of the best iterations of Ninja Turtles that they've ever done as far as um, animated series. And just like the choreography that they do for like the fight scenes, is just. Oh, you yeah. incredible! Because you look back at like the 2003 series, and uh, for me, I, I like to personally compare the 2003 series to um, Batman: The Animated Series. Yeah, and like the fight scenes that were really good, but like the fight scenes for this man, they they, they nailed it like top notch. Like they they know they know their turtles, and they know how much this franchise means to a lot of people. And I think that's one of the great things about about each iteration of the ninja turtles is that uh, they're treated with so much respect from you know not just fans that grew up with it but you know even even people that like don't even know what it, what it is you know they do especially with um you know the upcoming season 5 episodes i know that kevin eastman is working on an episode and um oh really yeah he said he said there's going to be a, a very big surprise in season 5 but he hasn't said what it is yet I, I absolutely love the uh, the 2012 series, and uh, for anybody out there that hasn't seen it yet, like definitely give it a try. I mean, you won't you won't be disappointed.
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree. And and going back to the fight scenes, man, I mean, it's something out of a movie, and especially with the music to accent it. Oh man, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. always good stuff. And I've not watched every single episode yet, um, but mm. I I still go back to the end of season one and the end of season one. That scene with Splinter. And Shredder, uh, oh, yeah. and and how um Karai's in the mix in, in a very special way. Oh gosh, it's good. It is so good. And I, I got goosebumps after watching that episode. And then stupid me, I kind of fell off track of following the series a little. And I've I've seen you know most of season two, some of season three. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen any of season four yet, but um, I'm gonna try to collect them. But I what I have seen, I love the 2012 series. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus, what if if you could pick, I don't know, one or one or two toys from your childhood, you know,
2: that really stand out to you? What would they be? Um, one toy that I remember getting for from my childhood was I think I owned the original Michelangelo. I don't have many more, um, but I think I think he was actually the first Ninja Turtle toy that I got, and I got him at Walmart. The second one that I remember is uh, the Shredder figure, the one with the, uh, the the blue armor and the purple cape. And I always thought that that Shredder was kind of weird because I never <laughs> understood why he was shirtless and like had like a six-pack on him. Um, <laughs> he must work out. I know I know that later down the line um, with like the Toon Turtle toys, and I actually have the Toon Turtle toys there in my bedroom. Um they That's actually awesome. did release a um, a shredder, uh, which kind of looked more of like the 87 counterpart. He had like the um, the gray armor and the purple cape, and then uh-huh. I know um, I know my brother had uh, the Triceraton, and my cousin had Dirtbag, and and like awesome. I said before, like in a, a early episode, I didn't have the sewer place set, so actually uh, my uncle had like building blocks, and I would make like. The sewer out of like building blocks, and then I, I would take um, Lincoln logs and make a, a base for like Shredder and Bebop and Roddy, and kind of that's how I would like interact with them. Like when I was little,
0: that's ah, really very cool. cool. <laughs> it's very, it's really inventive.
2: Oh, and I, I also have a um, a story about how I um, got into the Mirage comics. If you'd like to hear about it,
1: oh, of course, well, go for
2: it. Actually, um it actually has to, has to do with the the 2007 film. When the two thousand seven film came out, there was a, a video game for it, um, that Ubisoft did. It it basically kind of played out similar to um Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, like with like the battle system. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you go to GameStop when the movie came out and pre ordered the game, it actually came with a special edition copy of the very first issue of the Mirage Comics, and that's actually how I found out about the Mirage Comics.
1: Wow, no
2: kidding. Wow. And yeah yeah it's like a um it's like a limited edition like reprinting and then on the back of it it has a um an advertisement for like the 207 game. Wow. See, Man,
1: I, I love GameStop that.
0: actually did something good. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that because like you know I have a similar story uh with and I think you do too Josh, you know, where we didn't start off with a comic. You know, what 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 are our feed into the Turtles Universe, of course, was the cartoon. And I think that yeah. was most people, not not all, but most people, you know, they knew the Turtles from the cartoon. And and then it wasn't until, oh, gosh, early 2000s or maybe late 90s that I discovered the Mirage series. And, and really, I actually started with Volume 4 and then went back to Volume 1. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's crazy how all these years after the fact we get to find out where the Turtles came from in the first place. And and it kind of makes your love for the, the Ninja Turtles just only grow,
0: you know? Yeah, I didn't know about the Mirage series until I stumbled upon Turtle Flakes. Oh, and wow, really? I, I had <laughs> I had known about it, but, like, I didn't really have any interest in it. And then I heard Rob and uh, Josh Witt talking about just how great the original series was. I was like, okay, I'm going to go look into it. And just like, well, thanks for that, Rob. Now <laughs> You're welcome. he's got, like... Millions of comics now. <laughs> but, yeah, I had no idea. I always knew they came from a comic that was much darker and grittier in, in its inception, its origin and everything. But I had no idea. I had no idea that, yeah, that first issue is pretty grim and gritty. But, like, mm-hmm. the Mirage books really weren't that grim, they, there was always this fun adventure element to it like oh yeah yeah the turtles were a bit darker but like they kind of saw the joke of what was going on. They kind of saw the joke that they're going to this planet to fight Triceratons, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that first issue so dark, you know, because, of course, yeah. what happens to Shredder? But after that, it kind of really goes off the rails as far as, well, I don't want to say jumping the shark, but, yeah. you know, j- just kind of going crazy, you know, going right out into space within the first five issues, you know? So, yeah every everyone says oh man the, the the gritty and the dark yeah it was drawn in a you know gritty and dark way but the storylines yeah the storylines were usually pretty upbeat and, and and out there you know so yeah. it it's crazy how it works but but you know speaking of comics that is do you do you have a whole bunch of you know
2: each volume um no not really um i've been using mark well, well first of all shout out shout out to Mark Pellegrini for his amazing timeline that he ah. spent years on. Um oh, man. I uh yeah using like using his timeline I'm I'm almost done with the first story arc which he he calls uh the early years. This is before the turtles met April. And I want to say the last issue that I read was a I think it was a. I think it had to do something with master Splendor and and his meditation how there was like a dark force trying to basically take over his mind and and it and it was it wasn't rat King of all people like like he meets up with rat king later but he said he says something to splinter along the lines with if if you if you can't defeat me then then I'm gonna go after your sons and then he's like uh leave my sons out of this they have nothing to do with it um huh I think it was. I think it's a uh, it's a Tales of the TMNT Volume Two issue. Um,
1: oh, I love the Tales Volume Two. That is a great series.
2: Uh, what, what's funny about Volume Four is that uh, I actually bought a whole bunch of Volume Four issues on on eBay. Um, I think I have the first thirteen issues, and I paid about forty dollars for like all of them. And then I also have when I went to Pensacon last year. I picked up the uh, uh, Turtle Soup, which is like a it's it's, it's, it's kind of like a Tales of the TMNT, but it's but it's a whole bunch of stories about like a whole bunch of different artists. And yeah, um, I've heard and of that one, series, yeah. And one of the issues that's in there is um, Leonardo actually gets sucked into uh, Usagi's world and has to figure out how to escape. And Usagi thinks that he's a bad guy. So, uh, d- like, during, like, the whole issue, they're basically just, like, fighting off against each other, and then Leonardo explains, no, like, I'm not your enemy, and then they become, like, good allies, so that's that's another really uh issue.
1: Well, my friend, uh, you want to go ahead and uh, watch a little bit of April Foolish?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Hey,
1: Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, dudes and dudettes, well, for today's green screen, uh, Mr. Mister T himself, he recommended today's, and this is the one that started it all for him. Uh, we are watching April Foolish, and this was from Season 3, the second episode. It was released on – or first aired on December 1st of 1989, and it was written by Michael Reeves and Bryn Stevens. So, Thaddeus, man, you want to tell us kind of what it's about?
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, actually, I have my, uh, my Burger King – Kids Club VHS copy right here, and on the, the back awesome. of it, it says, um, it says uh, "Dig this, turtle fans! It's the modern day fable of the princess and the reporter at a swank sea <laughs> costume ball. Channel 6's April O'Neill, mistaken for a princess, is kidnapped for a king's ransom, but hark! Four aces disguised as teenage mutant ninja turtles crash the affair, and may just have to give this ultra hip fairy tale a ending."
1: Nailed it So alright guys uh, if you want to follow along with us uh, We're actually watching this on YouTube I'll provide a link in the show notes for it And we're going to go ahead and click play In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 And click Alright
0: Let me God I love this intro Just (laughs) did it ever get better than this Oh no! <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna have to cut my volume down. Woo.
1: So, Thaddeus, you still get goosebumps every time you see this intro?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and like the <laughs> the cool thing about like my VHS tape is that the quality of it is, is still good. I mean, it, it never it never wore out, no matter like how many times I watched it. Oh, I know it.
0: And Burger King knew how to make a good product.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah! And like another thing with like the Burger King Kids Club, um, I really liked the uh, the the intro for it where it had the Burger King Kids Club uh, kids and they were trying to steal the waffle. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. <laughs>
0: And this cartoon always made New York seem so small Because you always looked at like the same three blocks Of New York City <laughs>
1: Yeah, no kidding <laughs> And I love how the skies were always blue uh, No matter what yeah, until yeah. the Red Skies episodes. Yeah, I actually haven't seen the Red Sky episode yet. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, the, the last, the last two seasons were the Red Sky ones, and they're of course they, they try to change everything up to kind of have a darker tone when you know I guess mm-hmm. the list the viewership was declining a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of got the impression that they were trying. They kind of realized that the kids that watched it in 1987. They realized that by that time, a lot of them were going in middle school. Some even in the high school. So they were probably trying to still appeal to them, just to right. keep mm-hmm. the same audience.
1: Hey guys, is one of your audio really loud? We'll talk about so, because I, I can barely right hear that yet.
0: Oh, okay. really?
2: It might, yeah. maybe. Hold on, just a sec- okay. Audio?
0: Of course. Uh, what's wrong? Okay, there we go. <laughs>
1: Like Maybe it's me. Let's Come see. On. Maybe I got mine up too much.
2: Like a new okay, I got I
1: got mine on mute. Uh, Josh, is yours up real loud?
0: It <laughs> might be mine, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you hoser.
1: <laughs> That's okay, I can still hear you guys pretty good.
0: Look <laughs> like all mine's in here. Really? So's mine. That's weird. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, it's me. It's me. I got it up in another browser. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay there we go there we go so now now i can hear you guys just fine perfect so krang now what were they doing with that crystal
2: uh that that is the Lydium 90 crystal it's it's a powerful energy source that's supposed to um power the technodrome oh
1: that's right so that's not the uh the crystal from the eye of Sarnath is it no no <laughs> okay okay so there's so many crystals
2: <laughs> wow there's splen- nerds wow <laughs> <laughs> There's Splinter e- eating the sushi again. Oh yeah, with his hot tea. Guys, <laughs> looks like a chunk of
0: Krang's brain. <laughs> I love how Splinter gets angry at just like the mere sight of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: And Rob, I know, I know you said uh, in the last episode, of Crush on April. This, ah. this is what. This is what did it for me. Uh, <laughs> ah,
1: yeah. it's the dress, huh?
0: <laughs> I think all of us are—we're just kind of like, yeah. Now you're a man. So.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you know, ah, uh, she's she's all dolled up, and uh, she's got a new hairdo here. But I love how her dress is still
0: yellow. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> you
1: know, she kind of looks like Ariel here, does she not?
0: <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like how I like how I like how Leonardo says, um, "Guys, uh, maybe we should go keep an eye on her." And Michaelangelo's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a totally rad idea. <laughs> Gosh,
1: this takes me back, man. I remember this episode because I remember them getting stuck in the little tunnel there.
0: Now here's a character
1: we don't. I don't think we've seen before or since.
0: Oh, I see what's going on. Yeah. She looks exactly like the princess. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this. In. Apparently, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's a costume party.
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting about this too is this was written by Michael Reeves, which I'm wondering how long um, David Wise wrote because I know he did the, of course, the first season, whether well, the major story arc, and then I wonder did he did he stop writing halfway through. The second season, then come back, or, or I, I'm, I'm not sure.
2: I believe I believe so. As far as I know, because um, because I know like they, they they tried to get a lot of, especially for season three, they try to get a lot of the writers from the first two seasons. But I know it kind of it kind of differed um, as time went on, especially with like season four. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. You know, and I still say I still say like the first
1: three to four seasons were. You know, they, they were definitely spawning. There were a lot of one offs, but they were yeah. still pretty solid episodes. I, I didn't think that the stories started getting really kind of repetitive until around season five, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to go back and watch them all again. But I, I know that a lot of the, gosh, kind of iconic episodes, and you've mentioned some of them, Thaddeus, they come from season three. Like, um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one here, uh, April Foolish, I remember this one, and, um, Attack of the Big Macs is in the season, and I love <laughs> that episode. <laughs> you that's know, and just, what's I, interesting about that—that's—it was a Burger King Kids Club tape, but it was promoting I Big Macs.
0: Right oh, really? How that that they were!
2: The yeah, <laughs> that's
0: what it was. That's See, hot. for me, like this, like this series, like it began, like the first season of this series was so well done that, like, the rest of the series had to kind of catch up to that first season, and it was just, it was. Really, like the animation was a lot sharper in that first season. Like, introduced mm-hmm. so many characters that are like series mainstays. Like, even the neutrinos, who are just kind of crazy and ridiculous, are. I mean, they were in the IDW comic for a long time. Oh yeah. And I, it, it never really got better than that first season. But boy, do I love the show so much! Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, I yeah. love how
0: just how cheeseball and crazy it goes. But like every now and then, you get a dark episode. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I watched one this morning that I'm hoping we'll do a green screen on pretty soon. And I'm going to float that idea to Rob. That uh, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, I just I watched an episode of it this morning that was kind of dark and kind of crazy. From so, the
1: original cartoon?
0: Yeah, it was like season, I think it was season seven. Wow, you know, was, no kidding. It was right before the seasons with Lord Dreg. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow.
1: There's a turtle, con.
2: You just did the oh. nerve pinch. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. That I always, always wondered how, like, when I was a kid, I, I didn't know what Shredder did to April at that point. I was, I was like, did he kill her? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like how the turtles are just standing out there in the, in the bushes. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. You know, what blows my mind... Okay, so this was season three. They were cranking out, like, 40-some episodes a season. I just I can't believe they were able to do it so
2: I think um, I think season three I have the D V D right here, uh Yeah, season three had forty seven episodes. Golly, I can't I can't believe that.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. Once you kinda of learn stuff like that, like how many episodes they were working on at the same time, I think you can kinda of forgive like the continuity errors. Oh where, yeah. like Raphael's got Leonardo's voice and Donatello's mask you know, somehow. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I mean at least that's that's work on me it's kind of like when you kind of realize how much these guys were working on this show mm-hmm. you know you kind of I, I kind of forgive a lot of the coloration and continuity mistakes in it absolutely and it doesn't happen as often as people would want you to believe you know you know those people that just want to try to ruin stuff for you I don't know but...
1: I like that uh, fat Batman by the way
2: I yeah I noticed <laughs>
1: Yeah, but uh, no, I definitely agree. I mean, they were cranking it out so fast, you knew there had to be errors. I mean, and especially a cartoon as big as that, and, and as as much of a um, demand for it as there was, they had to get them out as fast as possible. So I, I mean, oh I'm my surprised God, they, they didn't make more. They just shot
0: that guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they just shot that dude in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> they did.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But oh they just,
1: no, that was perfect.
2: <laughs> that was cold, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't miss. I set my phaser from stun to kill. To kill. <laughs> he's, he's not going to be in episode four.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, that guy just stepped on a turtle com. You know how how expensive those things are, especially the toy.
0: They seem pretty well made. That dude's kind of heavy, man. He had he had two Burger King. <laughs> true, true.
1: All right, so the princess has been kidnapped.
0: Well, April was kidnapped. okay, Right, right. Yeah. The princess just kind of beat feet out of there.
1: Right. I love... I'm sorry. I still love the fact that Cam Clark not only did Leonardo, but Rocksteady. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So, uh, okay. So that blaster there, he just blasted through the ore. But then when he blasted that one guy, it didn't didn't bust through him. So there must be, like, you know, strength levels for these charges.
2: There was actually a guy (laughs) just like a Ninja Turtle. Did you see him? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, his belt buckle had a J on it too. Oh, well, actually, no. This is
0: not. A, this is not like a plot device that they have like been afraid to use too. Because like the Mona Lisa episode is a costume party too, and yeah, there's Batgirl right behind the turtles.
2: I love the scene with Michelangelo.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, look at that
2: <laughs> classy pizza. <laughs>
1: At least it will be when it grows up. <laughs> I love how short the turtles are here. I mean, they they look like you know four feet tall.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> now, one guy in the background looks like the tick.
2: Did you know that when whenever Raphael was dancing with the woman, they actually played the Ninja Turtles theme song in the background? It was, it was oh, like no a jab. Yeah, it was like a jazzy uh, swing version of it. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: See, they were still putting some nice, you know, subtle touches in into the cartoon here.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
1: gosh. <laughs> it's kind of like that uh, movie r- uh, reveal when uh, Michael took off his in the 2014
0: movie. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's just a mask, right? Just a mask. <laughs> All
1: right. Now for the battle theme as they run away.
0: Why did they have to yeah, do that? They just ran across the
2: hallway. I noticed that much people actually used his nunchucks. They weren't censored out in this episode. Yeah, no kidding. None of the grappling hooks there.
0: Well, didn't they only do that in England? He had the grappling hooks in England because they didn't want to promote like ninja weaponry. I, for some reason.
1: it might be right, but I, was it ever in the American
0: I mean, cartoon? he used them, but it was never as a weapon. I mean, he, he yeah. used them to, like climb up buildings and stuff.
2: Yeah, he used them to like bubble like or like uh get from one side to the other. Yeah.
1: I love the street performers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is just the most stereotypical New York show. Where it's just like all the street performers look a certain way, all the, uh, cabbies, come on, man. all the cabbies look a certain way, all the uh food vendors on the street corners look a certain way. It's just it's it's ridiculous. Like <laughs>
1: But I think Renee Jacobs is playing both the princess and, of course, April, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah so they're very similar.
2: Oh yeah. B- by the way, ha- uh, happy birthday to Renee Jacobs. Her birthday was this week.
1: Yeah, we actually just uh, mentioned that thanks to you providing the that for the eternal news. So yeah. Uh, do you know how old she is? I mean,
2: I'm I'm afraid to ask. Don't ask it. <laughs> um, don't do it. I'm most afraid to ask as well. I, I, I honestly didn't even look it up. I, I just knew that it was her birthday, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of cool."
1: Oh man, I'd love to have her on the show. Oh man, that'd be so fun. You think she talked to us, Hacks?
0: Yeah, totally. I think she would.
1: <laughs> oh poor Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> It's the always the encouraging uh, shredder there.
0: Oh no, they have swords. It's not like we don't have swords. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, remember, Leonardo's turtles, you can take these guys out. Don't worry.
2: Well, <laughs> now
1: remember, Leonardo's swords. They they remember they break.
0: Oh, they, they break, break it, like every episode too. Yeah.
1: the stews line there Don't leave them alone oh april are we glad to see you
2: what who is april you are remember maybe that new hairdo is pulling your brain too tight what is her name uh princess mallory mallory okay i have heard tales of you turtles but
0: i am curious as to why you are here we're searching for oh my god the ninja turtles are in the parent trap <laughs> so oh yeah. I mean, one of them's even British. you know? Just yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I don't think April gets any gets enough credit for always being able to just like sprint in high heels. Yeah, you gotta give her that. You gotta give her that. <laughs> <laughs> just Shreddy was behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. One, you should
1: have tried door number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the so there's uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> oh, what a jerk.
0: That building's like three stories tall. It does not have that many <laughs> stairs. Did you see all those stairs they were climbing?
1: Oh, quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Anybody ever noticed that Rocksteady's machete was made of wood? Yeah, no, I noticed.
1: I didn't notice. Well, yeah.
0: It's just like he's so he cannot be trusted with an actual machete. He's so incompetent. <laughs> he's got to have a wood sword.
1: Yeah, right. They they make him feel like he's tough, and you know.
0: You got to give him credit credit though. That sword never broke. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years, that sword never broke.
1: No, no. I love the turtles hanging onto the helicopter.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> Don't try this at home. <laughs> oh, my poor of
2: her? Yeah, I think this was one of the episodes where, where Shredder was actually uh, really aggressive, as a, as opposed to a lot of the later down the seasons.
1: Story. Ah, yeah,
2: yeah, where
0: he was kind of a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In later, he was much more interested in having other people do his dirty work for him. Mm-hmm. For like the first three years, three to five years, he was really proactive against the turtles.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's the turtle blimp. What, now, just hanging Thaddeus... out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one will ever notice. How did nobody notice that? The bat signal's hidden better than that. Come on.
1: So, Thaddeus, did you have uh, the turtle blimp gr- uh, growing up?
2: No. no I didn't. No, just like the sewer place, uh, I, I could never find it in any stores. I, I, um, I know. Same with the technodrome. I really do like the uh, the Mega Bloks uh, Technodrome that just came out, but it's like $300. So. Oh, I yeah, know. That I one's
0: know. super expensive.
1: That's a cool shot.
0: <laughs> it's not... I mean, that looks... That's a great shot, yeah, but you can outrun a blimp. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Da-na-na. Love that! Oh, there's the hooks. There we go. Gosh, take it easy there, Rocksteady.
0: Holy crap! Look at the yeah, <laughs> pulling a gun on her.
1: Can we blast a- her?
0: <laughs> that's not even a blaster. He had a, that's a gun. That's yeah, a- <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't hold it sideways. I know, right? That's a kill yeah. shot. Kill shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that pork chop, uh, turtle con. <laughs> <laughs> so, so me! You <laughs> fool! Oh, that's great.
2: I like how Raphael opens up the window with a sigh. It's a good... It's a giant bottle of ketchup. What the... <laughs> and it says cats up on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, what? so didn't April have the yellow dress though? Or did she, she change changed that? It. Oh, I missed that part.
2: Yeah.
1: Dang, April. Just kick and rock city.
0: Okay, that's not that's not Shredder. Oh no. <laughs> no. Sorry.
1: I love the giant finger.
0: But the, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my oh gosh, gosh. That,
1: looked like, that looked like blood for a second. It's I was bleeding. like, <laughs>
2: My toe! My toe!
0: <laughs> I hate to be a cynic about this, but this is where they all died. You know, they all died right there. If that's molten, whatever. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. I like how excited Raph is about this. Or uh Donnie.
0: Man, they really had some expressive faces in this uh episode, man. Like
1: oh, they did. Yeah.
0: In no other episode were they that comic booky looking, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, but they get a trophy. Meanwhile, at the Technodrome. For oh, most the Technodrome music. <laughs> I love how Shredder leaves him hanging
2: <laughs> I, lo- I love that scene
1: <laughs> <laughs> so sue me so sue me And now we get the uh, traditional ending with a pizza. Yeah. They, ate all, they put away a lot of pizza in this show. No kidding. No kidding. Well, they must burn it off, all that crime fighting. Yeah. Ah. looks so like a neutrino. <laughs> all right. And it is over. So, and wow, man.
0: so angry right there. Wow. She sure
1: did. No kidding. She looked like a neutrino, man. So, uh, so guys, uh, man, what, what, what do you think about this episode? And I know, Thaddeus, <laughs> this is definitely a uh, nostalgic one for you. But if you could put nostalgia aside, I mean, what would you give this, this uh, episode? Rating 1 to 10.
2: You no, know, I, I would give this a, a 7. 7 pizza slices out of 10. This was just nice. a really fun episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Josh?
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it a 7 as well. It was really funny. It was a uh, – that was – Kind of like an average show of what the sh- what that old TV show used to be. It was just more slapstick, more just kind of goofball humor. I really, really liked it.
1: Absolutely, me too. I would give it i uh, I'd give it eight sumis out of ten. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so sumi, that thing was my fine. Good deal, man. Well, hey, that was a fun one. I, you know, and I remembered some of that. Oh man, like uh, I do remember when April first got kidnapped, and I remember the Turtlecom being stomped on. But, gosh, a lot of this I just didn't remember until just now. So it's crazy stuff and a great episode. And it's right kind of – let's see. So it was, what, 1989? So this is right in the heyday of Turtle stuff. I mean this is – they are at the peak, and they're going to stay at this peak for quite some time, um, uh, popularity and everything. So it's cool to see something in its prime like this. And and Thaddeus, man? Thank you so much for coming on our show, man. We we had such a good time with you, and and no joke, uh, you can come on anytime you want to. You are always welcome here.
2: Oh well, I, I appreciate it, man. And you know, like, like I said, I'm 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 never really busy. So I mean, anytime you want me on the show, just send me a message, and you know, I'll be more than welcome to come back on. Awesome, and sounds I, good, and man. Actually, I, I mentioned I mentioned this with with Rob. I, I don't think I've talked to John about this. Starting next next month, I'm actually thinking about collecting some uh, Usagi Yojimbo comics, and I would love to do um, some reviews on the show for y'all if y'all be interested. It'd be great to see some love for uh, Yojimbo. No
1: kidding, because I don't know. I know virtually nothing about Usagi.
2: I know that, uh, that Stan Tai is actually coming to the, uh, the Baltimore-Maryland Comic Con later this year, I think in September.
0: You know what would be great for a green screen? They actually have uh, there was a Space Usagi cartoon show that was given a pilot, but it was never picked oh, up the
2: yeah. series. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you, did you know that, that Jim Cummings actually played Space Usagi? Jim Cummings, know, yeah.
0: Yeah, the voice yeah. of Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh did the voice of Space yeah. Usagi. But that first, that one episode that they made is on YouTube. We could totally do that for a green screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good.
0: And it's actually a pretty cool cartoon. I've seen it before. It's pretty cool.
1: All right, guys, if you want to send us an email,
0: our email address
1: is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, um, and and we love to always talk to our listeners. And it's so cool to see so many different people around the, the world that have reached out from Sweden, from the U.K. Uh, it, it's really, really awesome to hear from you. So if you've been a long time listener, I challenge you, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um and we're also on Twitter at Turtleflakes and thank you, Jason, for uh keeping the feed going. Um he's been killing it on there. And uh we have a Facebook page, it's Facebook.com slash group slash turtleflakes. And some of our older episodes, I've I really need to update it. Uh they are at turtleflakes.com. Um I need to rework that interface and everything and, and upload some more um episodes. It just takes a lot of time. And also, I forgot to mention this, I have a new blog. It's called uh, Radical Rob's Turtle blog, and basically, I'm just gonna... Uh, whenever I can, you know, it's just gonna be a real casual blog, uh, where I just talk about anything that's on my mind when it comes to the turtles, you know, and, and um, I was thinking, I'm thinking in theory, this would be cool uh, to just go through every single Turtles game there is, you know, and just write about it, oh, but... Man. That's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's, a, that's lot a heck of, games, of an undertaking. Man. Yeah, <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, but anyways, I think it's Rad Rob's blog... Uh, dot blogspot.com so um, I'll provide a link in the show notes for that if you want to check it out I wrote one like entry uh, thing on there so I'd love for you to check that out and guys that's another episode in the books yeah the question we all want to know is Thaddeus what kind of uh, pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes my man
2: you know what man uh, I actually had this really good Red Baron pizza the other day and it's called a uh, red Baron brick oven style pizza, and it has it has sausage, pepperoni, and cheese and ham on it. But there is one I like to add to it to make it even better. You gotta add a, you gotta add a jalapenos to it. <laughs> oh,
1: oh gosh!
2: <laughs> Talk about a. Uh... Heartburn,
1: jeez.
0: <laughs> Apparently Thaddeus wants us to hang our Saturday out in the bathroom. Oh,
2: one. Well, the ones that I get, they're not really hot. I mean, they're, they're, they just, they have a good flavor, so. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I think right, sound man. good.
1: Well, all right, dudes and dudettes. Well, here's Bye. to hoping you enjoy your sausage, pepperoni, ham, and jalapeno pizza. Cowabunga,
0: dudes. Cowabunga, everyone. Cowabunga. sunshine
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh how you feeling this morning man
0: Ah, uh, dude it's not your fault man i am exhausted this was oh just no work was just a crush this week oh, was, the,
1: boy no kidding something. i had the same kind of week <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we switched over to a new operating system at work oh really and we spent like three months training for it and it made not a lick of difference <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't you love that?
0: God, and it was so just, everyone was getting mad at each other, and Ah. everyone was getting mad at me, because I was like, why are we getting mad at each other? We all knew it was going to be rough. (laughs) And they all just say, you're a stupid guy, shut up.
1: It's like, how dare you try to preach peace?
0: (laughs) I I know, right? Well, I'm not trying to uh, preach peace. It's just kind of like, I just want them to be quiet. I just want people like Like, me. (laughs) Please shut up. Yeah. You already have kids. I don't need more at work. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, on a brighter note, I've um, my wife and I we signed the contract for our house.
0: That's great. And
1: that's, yeah, good. We, that's good. Thanks,
0: man. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to work out for you. Yeah. Just... Well, now that dad. Uh, it better. I know. Yeah, I'm going to feel <laughs> terrible next week on Turtle Place. Josh gets fired from the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing worked.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Sounds good, man. Okay. All right, well, <clears throat> do you want to take us in? Yeah, sure. I'll try. It. Really? Yeah, no I've never done it. I'll try it. All right, well, let's see. I'm recording. Calpunk,
0: so... everyone. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, man. The floor is yours.
0: You know what I really need to do is I need to stop smoking. Because I, I actually put together in my head how much I spend on cigarettes for a month. it's like, ugh. <laughs> I might have Dang problems. It. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that every month since I was 15. No, I really shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, you know, think how many turtles you could have in a pack of cigarettes.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that fresh done has not been all nice when I was a kid and gave away my toys.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Uh, gosh, I've given stuff away, Why people borrow stuff and they never give it back, and they move away, and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking?
0: They plan that. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: is
0: that Grayson hey Grayson (laughs) hi are you in your room come here what are you doing (laughs) she's got this rubber pig that sings she's just (laughs) raising it up and down in front of me come here oh you look so pretty today
1: hey Grayson you look so pretty <laughs> yeah, how you doing, hun? huh? <laughs> 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 Is that your pig? Hey, you want me up here? <laughs> I love that pig.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. Can you go get mommy? No, <laughs> oh okay. Go get Elsie. Elsie needs breakfast. Go help Elsie I love that pig. I'll be right back, man.
1: Sure, buddy. Come on, let's go.
0: You want to help me with something real quick? I need your help. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she spied the bad
0: guys And saw what happened But before she knew it She fell in a trap And got caught Yes, yeah, she was all alone With no friends And no phone Now this was beyond Her worst dreams Cause she was cornered By some way with things Headed by Shredder They were anything but good Miscuided, I love They, <laughs> course,
1: they Oh, bless her heart.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, man I knew oh, it was that, that I pig was hilarious I it was When I was like Let's go downstairs And I don't want to go downstairs so. <laughs> She got, you're like, can you go help Elsie? And she goes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you go help Elsie. I'm on turtle flakes.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Then she says, hey, just what did she say? Like, uh, hey, come over here and sit on his lap. <laughs> yeah, oh, man.
0: Yeah, she's, Elsie, come on over here. <laughs> we're on that internet they're talking we're about.
1: T- we're on that turtle flakes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love how she was uh, quiet for a little bit, and then all of a sudden she just presses the pig. Yeah, just turns on that
0: pig. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: that cracked me up. I'm putting that on the intro. That is yeah. perfect. That is... <laughs> oh, oh, great.
0: God. I didn't think it was her, because she didn't just, like, blow through the door, you know? <laughs> she she tried sneaking in here, that little... She's a ninja. That, uh, ugh. <laughs> little pain. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man.
1: <laughs> that is the last time we tried to do this with Jim Lawson, uh, for some reason. All Josh's,
0: good,
1: Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. It's all Josh's fault. Uh, it's got to be. For, for some reason, we kept, I don't know, we kept losing Josh every time we'd uh, get Jim on. So finally, oh. I said, I said, the heck with Josh. Uh, we'll just do, we'll do this anyway. <laughs>
0: Guys, <laughs> I almost. Dude, you should have just done that. You should have just interviewed Jim again, Jim Lawson again. You just been like, "Ah, well, Josh is here in spirit, whatever."
1: Yeah, Josh didn't show up. Can you believe that guy? So, Josh, Josh, do you want to take us in this time again, or do you want me to do it?
0: No, you go forward, man.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, for the first time, Thaddeus, uh, Josh actually took us into the episode that he never does that. So it's been a, it's been a bizarre day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up was All down, right.
0: black was white, dogs uh, and cats li- living mass together. Hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs>